Alright, it looks like we are rolling here so we can finally get things started. Hey there everyone and welcome back to the Xbox Roundtable podcast. This is show number 302, the place on Sunday nights for Xbox talk and much more from around the game industry. Naturally, I'm Invader, your host for the evening, and I am very, very happy to have you all here with us. I mean, when don't I, right? When don't I? Um, I'm sorry about the sudden cancellation, just to uh, start off tonight, of last week's show. I had everything prepped and ready to go, and guess what? My furnace just kind of went out a few hours before the, sh- before the show, and yeah, you know, I had to just kind of shift gears there, right? It was pretty cold that night, actually for a few days for that matter, so I had to focus on that, understandably. Thankfully, I didn't have to replace the unit or anything like that, just uh, a short a short circuit, so uh, a simple fix, thankfully. Um, but yeah, that's where my focus was last Sunday night, and now we can finally cover all the news from the past week or so, or I guess two weeks. Anyways, for this one, we're going to discuss the Xbox business update that happened last week, or sorry, not last week, but... Uh, well, a week or so ago, week and a half, and Xbox gave us an update on their vision for, well, the Xbox division going forward, with some interesting new hardware teases and plenty more. Now, first off, I will introduce everyone, starting off with, do, 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 going down the list here, Grimes. Grimes, how you been? Yeah, what's going on? First of all, I'm glad that, you know, your issue wasn't a big deal. Like or bigger than what it was. <laughs> You're telling so, me. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Good to hear, and good to hear you guys were safe. But uh, yeah, uh, hope everyone else had a, a good weekend. Uh, I'm doing well. Uh, what a pl- pleasant surprise with Dead Island Two, silent dropping onto Game Pass uh, out of nowhere the other day. Uh, so that's what I've been playing. It's uh, much improved game over the first dead island it's pretty much it pretty much feels like a a jason statham zombie flick over the top action and uh, dialogue Uh, however i do feel like dead island 2 has slightly overshadowed tales of arise with this drop as that was going to be probably going to be my next game after uh brotato and persona 3 but uh, now it's like I've pushed it down the order. Uh, and I'm also uh, looking forward to Diablo 4 when it hits Game Pass very soon. But yeah. All right. All right. That's fair. Yeah. Kind of a uh, surprise, last minute surprise there. And uh, a lot of people are like, oh, Dead Island's dropping onto uh, Game Pass. And lo and behold, Dead Island 2 right there. So a lot of people were excited to check that out recently. I might get on that sometime soon. I did enjoy the uh, the first Dead Island, but man, that was years ago. That was years. Uh, let's see, moving on down the list. Centurion, hey, great to see you popping in as per usual. Uh, how's things? Uh, things are great. I'm just playing some games and just same old, same old, I guess you could say, at least for me. I mean, my life hasn't changed at all. Nice, nice. By the way, great video the other day. Uh, everybody check out uh, Centurion's latest video. Lots of passion there, for sure. I guess you could say that was... Uh, you know what? I take that back. Yeah, that was. Kind of, I don't want to say it was life-changing, but definitely, uh, I guess, kind of freeing in the fact that 
mm. you know, some things were said that I'm pretty sure people, I don't, yeah, you get it. I get it, I get it, and uh, guys, definitely check out his channel, check out his video. I think a lot of things were pretty well said. All right, moving on down here. Oh, I saw him sneak in there, General MLD. What's up, brother? Hey, yeah, doing pretty good this week. Um, I basically um, I hopped on the Dead Island uh, bandwagon here. I saw that uh, Part 2 was out on the Game Pass, and I actually never played this series before. And I guess I guess I guess it's just part of their marketing push. Um, Dead Island One and Riptide were for two ninety nine on the Xbox Store. So I'm playing through Dead, Dead Island One right now, and I'm gonna go all the way to Dead Island Two, uh, all back to back. So looking forward Dead to Island that. Dead Island Two is way better done than Dead Island One, and yeah. I'm not saying that to the diss Dead Island One. It was just. So many people thought because of all the delays and, and developer hell that they went through creating Dead Island 2 was going to lead to, like, some kind of crap game. And, right. dude, like, Dead Island 2 is definitely, it yeah. definitely does the first game's justice for sure. Now, that's fantastic because I'm having a great time with Dead Island 1 here. So, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a good feeling, to, like, you overlooked something, right? But now that all these years later, you, you can just play all these games back to back like that. So uh, I'm having a great time over here so far. All right. Happy to hear that, uh, MLD. You know, discovering uh, some new things. And I didn't even know about the sale on the uh, the other Dead Island games. Very interesting. Um, is that still going on? Do you know? I can check real quick. But I think it was because mm. of the whole uh, Dead Island 2 is going to Steam. And mm. I think it was just some kind of um, all-encompassing marketing push to get awareness on the IP. So I'll check right now. I'll get back to you. Sure. Sounds good. Moving on down. Crusader, what's up? Oh, nothing much. Um, it's, uh, it, it's, it's been a couple good weeks in gaming for me. Um, you know, I played one of uh, the... A couple of the coolest games I've ever played, actually. I played... Near Automata, which um, uh, everyone in this chat is, uh, except for Dots, who uh, has uh, already seen the whole thing, uh, should go out and play. Uh, excellent game. Absolutely excellent from the, the music and everything. And it has, like, multiple routes, uh, which five of them are actually, like, core. And it's they call it, like, replaying the game, but you're not really replaying the game. You play the game as, like, from the perspective of a different character with totally different abilities, and then you you play like something after that. Um, it, it's just it's so good, and I think it might still be on sale on Xbox. I was gonna pitch it to everyone last week, but since we weren't on, I, I didn't get the chance. And it was I, I think it's still on sale as of today because it was like 14 days um, last I looked, which I, I think it should be a day or two left. Um, and then. Uh, I picked up Banishers Ghosts of New Eden, which I believe sent you are also playing. Yes. That game is I, excellent. Played... Now, did you it pick is... it up day one or did you wait? I picked it days? up. I, I picked it up day one, but I didn't start till a couple days later. Yeah. Because I, uh, I, I had pre some other stuff I, going on. I pre-ordered it because I keep up with ACG, who obviously got. Yeah. And he was, and... he said buy on it, right? It was just straight up yeah, a buy. He... Yeah, you know the his only complaint was you know when you're like the the that the lip syncing for the vo for the acting isn't exactly like 100 percent, but he was like yeah because like it's my it's only French. Complaint. I'm pretty sure it was made by uh, Dalton Nod's French studio. Yeah, so like and... it's 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 synced to the French dialogue, I believe. 
but when I heard about the upgrade mechanics and that how and how your decisions yeah. like uh right now I just got off of someone's island and okay. I'm starting to see what one of my consequences are of the sure. decision I made between the two people that run the 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 town mm-hmm. and now I'm just starting to see the consequences of that decision and definitely there's a lot of choice in the game and and also it really makes you think especially with the main premise of the game being uh you know to choose to to give up your oath yeah that's the best way to not spoil um yeah it's so good it it is i consider it a must play game like straight up i finished it um i it is the first new ip in a long time where when i when first thing when i'd wake up in the morning and the whole day while i'm at work the only thing i can really think about is getting home to play it like that is how good it was it's mm. it's it plays kind of like god of war or the witcher mm-hmm. like the witcher 3 um but has like rpg elements like a bioware game and like the dialogue and characters and themes of Don't Nod's games, like Life is Strange, like it is so good. It, it's not. It, I wouldn't call it highly original, my like, except for its setting. Its setting is highly original. Hmm. Uh, its gameplay mechanics and how it works is not highly original, but it works so well. They hmm. they, well, they yeah, took all of these pieces, in... mashed them together, and made it work so well. It takes place in New England, which is essentially North America during uh, the period of time where settlers were just coming over here and creating the colonies. Yeah. And I think the last time a game that really focused on that area, I think, was like Assassin's Creed 3. Assassin's Creed but, 3 did. Uh, there's definitely one other I can't think of. Um, but yeah, like it, it is um, so, so good. But for me, a game that came to mind was... Uh, sh- what is it? Jedi Survivor or Jedi Fallen Order? Yeah. On the I, idea I, I, of... I could see that, too. Well, I'm not saying, like, it's like a Souls game, because, I mean, definitely uh, the game is... Depending on the difficulty you play on... Yeah, depending on the difficulty. You could play it like um, one. But I like the fact that all of a sudden you gain an ability... Because the game... If you come up against a roadblock or something, you don't have the ability to use, to get by, it'll create a map icon. Like, yeah, and it'll just straight up tell you like you don't have the ability to do to this. go through here. Yeah, and then it's all a of a sudden you un- in, that in that way, and you unlock the ability, and all of a sudden now you find yourself like, oh crap! Now I got to go back and find that because yep. now I have the ability to unlock it, and it, it definitely does give you the incentive to not just like play the game from A to B- A to Z and not go back and do anything yeah. that you for- forgot. You also have to go back to places for story reasons, so they kind of do push you back through areas a little bit in order to mm. um in order to do stuff, especially with side quests. And like it's just it's so, so good. I recommend everyone pick up and play it. it it's it's probably in my top ten hmm. games. It is that good. Hmm. I'll have um, to check it out then. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. Uh and Tales of Arise, I actually started playing that over the weekend. Um I'm on a JRPG binge with a uh, near and that, and I was uh, I was it was between that and Final Fantasy 15 Royal Edition that mm-hmm. I was gonna pick up and play. Um, oh yeah. But yeah, Tales <laughs> Tales of Rise is really good. I don't have much to say about that because I'm not done with it, but it's pretty good. Nice. I've been on a bit of a boomer shooter um, binge over the past few months, but oh, so you must be excited for Bolt Gun then, because that's coming to Game Pass. I, I already are... played it. Actually, you already played it. 
I already beat it. Great already <laughs> have it. Actually, I've been. Uh, I hadn't beat it yet. I've been actually. I played it right before I jumped on the show. Um, I'd start it off, and then things kind of happened, and uh, finally got back into it. So I'm. I'm just over halfway through it, and yeah, okay. it's it, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. I'm trying to get out some guides before uh, it comes out on Game Pass. I'll just put it like that, but we'll see timeline-wise. But uh, I've been burning through it like crazy. It's uh, it's a lot of fun. Um, hard to believe that it ties into uh, the Space Marine games in uh, in a weird way. Oh, does it really? So well, That's it canon. it canon. touch. Yeah, it just it it just it. it you're not thinking of it like that, but yeah, it does. Okay. T- it does it's bring them up. Technically, a sequel from the first Space Marine game. Te- technically, oh. it's just, but it's okay. completely different genres and takes. Like, sure, it's just, it's in, it's interesting. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Moving on down the list. Shockley. Hey, Eric. How you been? Oh, shock! You're, you're, you're just... not coming through real well. I'm not. Oh, there you, you are. are. There you are. Now, now you are. Now you are. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I've just been running, getting back into uh, Resident Evil 4. I just I forget what happened. I think Diablo happened around the time when I was like halfway through it. So <laughs> I think I stopped it. So I'm getting back in and finishing it. Game's really good at uh, making you feel like you have no resources. Um, <laughs> And just giving you enough that, like, you once you take down all the enemies, it's like I had like a, f- a couple bullets left, <laughs> but then you get you know, it just has that perfect, uh, like, hey, we'll give you some more resources, like, right at the end, and like, here's a few more to kind of replenish you, but you feel like you're just barely having bullets left as you go into the next encounter. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's that one's pretty intense, they've definitely nailed the uh. Definitely nailed like the first, uh, like the first uh, entry, and I think it's, it seems way more horror <laughs> uh, than I remember. Like obviously the original being more like kind of actiony as it got like deep into the game. So um, I think I'm probably o- at least over halfway through it for sure. But um, but yeah, just getting back into that and trying to mix that in with the Persona Three Reload. But uh, yeah, hopefully Did you uh, try that Silent Hill game. Uh, no, I didn't get a chance. I I haven't turned on a PS5 in forever, so I have not. I need to hook hook it back up, but I, with my setup, I just hadn't done it yet. But uh, maybe I will here soon. So give that a give that a run. But uh, yeah, that's what I've been playing so far. But uh, yeah, I'm just having a blast between bouncing between that and Persona 3 Reload and uh, trying to get some uh, gaming in. So usually do Persona when I can do like some cloud and you know latency is an issue or fidelity is not a high point <laughs> but yeah all right all right good to know good to know and finally who do we got here dots dots how you been man i've been doing good i've been doing good um yeah uh a lot of uh not playing Halo 3 ODST and playing another game where you fall from space and kill aliens <laughs> with reckless abandon. Um, no, I've been, I have been dumping so many hours into Helldivers 2. It's, it's, it is actually funny. Um, <laughs> I have been enjoying the game profusely. Um, once again, one of those, one of those games that comes out and 
like shuts down the the triple a standard by giving us something that's just a bunch of my my favorite way to describe hell divers too for the very few people who probably don't already know is you give up to one to four people one to four idiots the entire u.s military budget point them at a planet and tell them to go kill everything there and then and like add like the most over patriotic like mentality to the to the mixture and it, it you just that's hell divers too like it is it is so gotta much fight fun for gotta fight for that managed democracy right managed democracy liberty um the power of your vote they'll mention sometimes uh <laughs> when you take damage you'll just scream out sweet liberty my leg so like just silly silly shit like that but it's Ooh. it's been a blast it, it it is <laughs> it, literally since this game has come out, Starship Troopers has shown up on my like YouTube recommended for like watching clips of that, and I think that has been a universal standard for a lot of people right now. Like the popularity of Starship Troopers has gone up again because this game is literally just that. Fantastic movie. Um, I'm doing my part. <laughs> I, that, that's. That... <laughs> um... <laughs> Uh, Did you know that it, Starship it, Troopers, the movie, is, like, entirely different in tone from the book? Yes. Because, like, everything that the everything in the movie that's being satirized is super serious in the book. Mm. Yeah, that sounds about right. I don't know. I just, I like the way the movie was done. Like, I, Oh, I the movie's great. The, I haven't read the book, yeah. to be honest, but I love the film. The film is just, like, it, it can go cheese, but, like, it just, it does, it just, all around, it's entertaining, and it does a good job. Um, that's another reason why I'm very curious about Helldivers 2. Like, my birthday's coming up in about a month or so. I'll, I don't know, I kind of want to check it out, so I'll probably uh, bite the bullet on that. Plus, it's, I mean, it's not, like, a full-price game either, which $40, is kind of nice. yep. So, yeah, you know, I could probably uh, bite the bullet on that one, yeah. But, um, mm -hmm. but So my, people can my... get into the game now? Yes, now that the server okay. now even though the server <laughs> capacity is up to 700,000 now, they have still hit that limit, but I think the bigger issue was that now there's an AFK kick timer. So if you're AFK and you're like spaceship for 15 minutes, it'll kick you Dude, and that the stuff I heard about the AFK on that game was absolute bullshit. I was like, "Oh my god, I'd go insane if I knew that was what people were doing." Yeah, well, that that has been fixed. The devs have been working hard. My mm -hmm. honestly, my favorite bit of no news that's come out of Helldivers Divers Two being so popular is that there are more players on Hell Divers One than there is on the Suicide Squad game. Yep. Oh yeah, that, that game. <laughs> Suicide Squad hit a had had a peak of like six hundred the other day. Ooh. That's really and, bad for live. And like Helldivers game. One was like at eight hundred, nine hundred that same yeah. day, <laughs> because people were probably playing Helldivers One, waiting to get into the Helldivers Two queues. It's really weird because they're past the time. It's really weird because they're completely different genres of games. Like yeah, the tone is the same, but like twin stick. Helldivers One's a twin stick shooter. Yeah, yeah, that's correct. Apparently, yeah. Apparently, though, I didn't know this because I never played the first one. The the DDR like directional call-ins are the exact same between the two. Yes. Games. Hmm. Yes, they. So are. like, there's there's a call-in that's like you know call-in a reinforcement. One of your friends die, you get to use up an extra life. You have to call them back in for their another uh, drop pod. Apparently, the combinations is the exact same between the two of them. So people who played the first game are like, oh, I know the exact button combination. <laughs> All right. 
All right. Hmm. I have to look more into that, but uh, good to know. Good to know their dots. Uh, guys, you know the drill. Uh, very quick reminder to, uh, you know, if you could kindly hit the like button and, of course, share out the show as it does help us out immensely with those pesky algorithms and such. So please share it out, give a like, and so on and so forth. But yeah, guys, let's uh, go down to the main event. Uh, about, what, like a week and a half ago or so, key Xbox higher-ups appeared on the official Xbox podcast and shared with us, uh, well, I guess the company's vision for Xbox for the upcoming future, stating a few things, such as uh, plans to bring four games to other platforms. I believe we know which ones those are now. Uh, while not changing their exclusivity strategy, as uh, they were saying. And on top of it on top of it all, there was even some new hardware teases uh, to relieve a lot of people on that. Now, I know everyone here wants uh, to get in on this as I certainly value everybody's perspective on the matter. Um, there, you know, there's definitely a lot to say. Um, I will start lead off with Grimes and then go over to General MLD and then Centurion. Um, Grimes, I'll, I'll I'll give you one easy. I'll go last. Okay. All right. All right. All right that's all right. That's fine. Well, anyway, we'll start off with uh, yeah Grimes and go to MLD and then we'll go off from there. Uh, yeah, Grimes, what did you think of the Xbox business event? Like. Did you think that they did a good job at communicating things? Uh, did anything catch your eye in particular? Uh, please, you know, share with us your thoughts. For sure. I'm personally okay with Microsoft releasing uh, some of the games to other platforms as long as they keep having exclusives in some shape or form. As long as games like Gears of War and, and Halo remain on Xbox and PC, I'm completely fine. Uh, you know, first and foremost, we all know this is a Microsoft decision. It's not an Xbox de decision, but I can understand why do it. Uh, you know, I also love all those four games that have that are going multiplat. Like I love Seal Thieves. I love. Pentiment, Pentiment is one of my favorite games. Hi-Fi Rush is so fun. And Grounded, it's, they're all really good games. Uh, but am I ever going to play them again? Probably not. So why not let other people experience those great games? With Sea of Thieves, you, that game can only grow so, so much. It's most likely reached mo the most it can from Steam and Xbox. Um, average ga gamers like me, or like average CO Thieves players like me, jump in for a few hours here and there when there's something new added to the game and then not touch it ever again. Uh, I used to play with a group of friends, but then they stopped and had that solo update uh, come out a few years earlier, maybe I would still be, still be playing it, but it came several years too late. So, um, yeah, it's time for other players, to, uh, people to experience that game. Uh, and from what I've seen on Twitter, 
quite uh, quite a few PlayStation players are excited to jump in, jump on Sea of Thieves. Uh, I'm a bit surprised that Hi-Fi Rush didn't get announced for a of a Switch, for example. Uh, it's not really heavy in graphics. Uh, doesn't have ray tracing, you know, uh, really high res graphics. So it's not really that heavy on uh, CPU. So I, I don't know why it wasn't announced. Maybe they're waiting for the Switch too. But uh, yeah, uh, I'm happy other play players are going to experience it. Um, and going back to what I said earlier about exclusive, I, I can't tell you what's going to happen in like five to 10 years. But in my opinion, I think Xbox, PlayStation, and Nintendo will always have some, some sort of exclusives. However, all three will start releasing some first-party software on competing, on competing platforms. Everyone knows the console market isn't growing. Uh, it just remains the same amount of gamers worldwide. I think it's like, I think they're probably around 800, 800 million uh, console gamers worldwide, and it just remains the same number always. Mm -hmm. um, well, I mean, you're uh, you do a bit of uh, game development. You would know, like uh, the cost for games have just skyrocketed over the over the yeah. years, right? But but you know, it's like software like Maya, for example, the, uh, the cost of fortune. Every, every and usually, what the the way studios work is per seat. So you get one license per seat. So if, obviously, if you've got like. Uh, hundreds of uh, animators working uh, with Maya. Uh, so there, there are studios that are switching to software like Blender, which is uh, open source, so it's free, and that will cut down on a lot of the uh, development costs. But then you know, and you can also use Unreal and unity for free but uh, if you hit a, a certain amount if you reach if you go if you have uh, a million dollars in profit uh that's when you you have to pay for unreal for example but any, anyway so a, a lot of these things add to the cost of pro, uh, development plus uh you know like let's Three four three, for example, they they have hundreds and hundreds of developers uh, with massive salaries. But if you cut down the cost of software, maybe things can even out. But anyway, I, I digress. Uh, you know, uh, and and you know, if if you're someone like me that has uh, four hundred games installed on Xbox. The chances of me switching to PlayStation are, are low. Surely, sure, there are plenty of gamers that have both consoles, like Crusader. Crusader has, yep. uh, 
Yep. You, uh, you, I think you you have all three, correct? I have all three. I also have a uh, two gaming rigs. One's a desktop. One's a portable laptop. Yeah. So, but, but you know, like yeah, that, that's had a Raspberry Pi back in high school. <laughs> that's true. But, but those are great for you know for retro gaming, the uh, Raspberry Pis. But but you know, like m most people, just remain on one console. They're not gonna switch to. Uh, a second console just for, for two or three exclusives per year. And uh, I thought, you know, let's say, for example, Microsoft decides to, uh, it's, it's Xbox is no more. They stop making uh, hardware, which I know is everyone's fear, especially at least from two weeks ago, everyone feared the worst. If I were to become a third-party publisher, I, yeah, I, I I wouldn't get a PlayStation. I would just stick to, uh, I would just play on my computer. So how does Sony get money from me by releasing more games on Windows or on Xbox? Which you know, obviously, I just said Xbox. You know, if Xbox was to stop making hardware, obviously they can release on Xbox. But they can release on Windows. But as we saw two weeks ago, Microsoft has said that they're committed to making hardware. So they ain't going nowhere. I think uh, the big testing ground for Sony will be Bungie when they uh, release Marathon on Xbox. Uh, we've seen that obviously MLB the show is on Xbox. It's a PlayStation game, but they were forced to release that game on Xbox. But also, uh, a game like MLB is probably uh, not that big outside of the US and Japan with gamers. So you, it's probably not a good example for Sony to see. Uh, you know, or you know. did did you see that it has six times the gamers on Xbox and it is on PlayStation because of Game Pass? Oh, oh wow, no, I didn't. That's crazy. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting yeah. stat. Based on uh, based on some uh, metrics from uh, uh, tro uh, what is it, not trophy uh, true trophies. I mean, listen, I, I'm I don't care about baseball, but when it first launched on the X on on Game Pass a few years ago, I. I did try it and I enjoyed it. So I'm sure there are many people like me trying it for the first time. But that's great. Uh, I didn't know that. And that's. Uh, that's I can link an article in our private chat. And, right. uh, you know, and then, you know, uh, Nintendo will most likely be the last one to adopt a multiplat strategy from. Sony and play and uh, Xbox because most of our player base don't care about graphics, 4K ray tracing, or whatever new tech is available. Uh, you know, release an average Pokemon game, they'll still buy it. Release Mario Kart 8 for the fourth or fifth time, they'll buy it. A new Zelda game or a Mario game, and Nintendo players are happy, so so Nintendo doesn't have. They're not in a rush to release on multiplat whenever that happens. 
but maybe I can see them doing a cloud deal with uh, a company that specializes in, in that, maybe with NVIDIA in the future. Um, and then regarding to uh, new hardware, uh, which was teased by uh, Sarah Bond, it, it most definitely screams of AI integration, uh, which it's going to be 100% AI heavy with Copilot. Mm -hmm. uh, also, micro Microsoft announced uh, recently a collaboration with Intel in making chips for Microsoft. I don't know what that means for Xbox, if it means anything at all. Uh, so we shall see. I personally prefer AMD uh, because I, I've had bad experiences with Intel in the past, but uh, who knows what, that, uh, what, what happened in the future with Intel and Microsoft. That could be some uh, ML stuff too with XCSS, which is Intel's version of DLSS, the NVIDIA upscaler. Yeah. So like that, that could actually be big if that, if that was a console thing. Uh, you're more of a technical guy than I am. So you probably understand uh, sure. better. Yeah. But, I'll talk, uh, I'll, I can talk about that a little bit yeah. when, I, when I go later. And then, you know, uh, what if this leap in technology also allows you to easily swap components in the next console, like a plug and play sort of system. Uh, but uh, yeah, but again, AI will most definitely going to be the main focus of whatever uh, of the next console. And then there are obviously the rumors, uh, constant rumors of an Xbox handheld. I would love to see an Xbox handheld. However, uh, Microsoft has a tendency to increase prices of our own products uh, when a partner has a similar device in, or, in order not to upset them. So if Microsoft uh, ever releases a handheld uh, gaming device, it will most likely be more expensive than the Asus or the Lenovo handhelds. But yeah, um, I would love to see one, even though I'm not, I don't travel as much as I used to before, so it probably wouldn't do much use to me at the moment, but it, it's a great device and uh, would love to see it. Do you think they'd do a handheld PC or a handheld console? Because those, like, those are both very different concepts, because I don't see them doing a handheld PC. Uh, well... Because I agree that if they did a handheld PC, it would be more expensive. Um, Interesting. Um, handheld console would be probably cheaper because yeah. one, they'll be selling it at a loss to begin with, uh, and two, you know they what? they they can make money off of this. They they they'd be the only storefront. They'd be making money off of it that way. Maybe that's what they do in order not to yeah. upset their uh, partners. Maybe because right. they could make Windows 11 have a nice mobile UI. Yeah. And let their OEMs do the mobile PCs and yeah. they can do a handheld console that, that syncs with the consoles. I, I think that's more likely personally. Because they're yeah. the only ones that can make a handheld Xbox. Anyone can make a handheld uh Windows PC. Exactly. So I think you're in a yeah, you're spot on. I think that's what 
going to happen because, again because otherwise it's going to be eight or be 900 yeah. yeah a handheld console could be the same price as the series x yeah or cheaper even yeah good, good point yeah we'll see but yeah i think that's that's all i i have to say would love to hear what you guys if you guys agree with any of the points or what you guys want to add but Mm-hmm. I mean, actually, you brought up some interesting stuff. I mean, I, to be honest, I wasn't really thinking about the AI aspect of it with the new hardware, but that does uh, does kind of make some sense and get some ideas flowing in my head. So uh, I have to research that one a bit more for sure. And I, I, I did see that, yeah, they had partnered with Intel, which is quite interesting because they've been pretty chummy with uh, AMD the past little while. Um, You know, with the whole, like, you know, uh, exclusive games going to, again, other platforms, other consoles. Like, I, again, I know that there's a variety of, like, uh, opinions here. I will say for me, though, how I am interpreting things is that, to me, the dam isn't bursting with every game uh, in their library going uh, forward with multi-platform. To me, I still think it'll be just be particular games um, and particular examples. I mean, look at Ori and the Blind Forest, for example. I mean, that happened a couple of years ago, and, uh, yeah. I mean, people were worried at the time that, again, oh, Ori's going to, uh, you know, Nintendo uh, Switch and so on. Oh, you know, it's going to uh, lead to other games. And, again, that was, what, 2017, 2018? Like, there was, the dam never busted or anything like that, so... Again, I, I just think, me personally, just judging from what they're saying for the time being... I just, I think it'll just be certain examples for certain games, but again, time will tell, but that's just me. Um, General MLD, why don't we go over to you? Um, I know you got some thoughts on this. Um, I don't know, what do you think? Do you agree with what uh, Grind's been saying? Uh, please share with us your thoughts. Yeah, sure. Um, I think the business update was necessary to, you know, calm the flames but some uncertainty still lingers within the community, and I, I, can't, I can't fault him for that, but uh, I'll, I'll get in, into that in a bit. Um, I'm fine with the smaller games um, going multi-platform, as well as the live service games especially. Um, these are games that faded into the background. They're not system sellers, at least not anymore, and they could breathe new life into the games themselves, which I, I, do, uh, I do like that idea. Um, especially, uh, say, Sea of Thieves. I really enjoyed that game. And now that game can go a little bit more with the PlayStation uh, user base uh, injecting that. And even, uh, I think Nintendo will be good for uh, Hi-Fi Rush. Obviously not Switch, but I do believe the rumors that uh, the next Switch successor will get Hi-Fi Rush. And, of course, it'll also do good on PS5 as well, I hope. Pentiment, that's a wild card. Because it's it's very very niche. Although I did enjoy it, I think these four games are very specially curated. Oh yeah, and grounded of course, being a other live service game to a degree. I think uh, Xbox are trying to test the waters with these small games. Each one is actually unique in its own right. So they're gonna look at the sales of these things, how relevant they stay on other platforms, and uh, and just use that as a metric for the future. So how well these games sell will determine um, what other games come, come uh, in the coming years. Uh, 
So we what? have some statistics, by the way, on that already. Sure. Okay. Hi-Fi Rush is currently in the top 10 best selling on PlayStation. Oh wow, that's great. And that includes okay. multiple SKUs. If you so when you I, I we tried to to get the metrics by taking out bundles, but the problem with taking out bundles is right now every version of Final Fantasy VII Rebirth is counted as a bundle because if you pre-order it, it actually includes remake, um, which is wild. But like uh, every pre-order, so like those count as bundles, so we couldn't take it out. So if you look on my feed, you'll see it's actually in the top five without bundles. With with bundles, it's either in like the top ten or the top fifteen. Um, but when you have the bundles and shit in, it includes like a ton of multiple SKUs of the same game. That's fine. So okay. it's doing really well on PlayStation and pre-orders. Let's okay. but like flatly, it's it, it is doing really well. Yeah, kind of funny how this game was uh, unwanted a year ago, but uh, here we are. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I can see the. I can see the the, the plan though. Uh, people have speculated, and I, I agree with this. Uh, is that if Xbox would essentially um, give these games to uh, PlayStation and uh, the Switch successor, Hi-Fi Rush, and based on how well they do, they'll make a sequel, and the sequel will at least at launch be on Xbox exclusive ecos- Xbox ecosystem exclusive, and that will kind of make people kind of like. Uh, it'll come to my thing eventually, but uh, do I want to wait a year? The reviews are so good. Everyone's hyped about it. Am I really going to wait a year? Uh, I think that's the hope. And a lot of, in that regard, a lot of gamers are impatient. They live in the moment. If a game is hyped, if everyone's talking about it, they don't want to be left out. So I can see this strategy paying off for Xbox um, by, by just, uh, like, especially with the single A and double A games. Just really gain an interest, especially like Hi-Fi Rush would do well in, say, Japan uh, on the Switch. Or, again, Switch successor, I keep saying that. But, uh, yeah, you guys get what I mean. So I'm actually okay with this. Um, again, smaller games, um, older games like Sea of Thieves that were from the Xbox One gen. Uh, hell, if they, if they do games like Sunset Overdrive or Rise Sun of Rome, I mean, I mean, these games are like 10 year plus games. I don't care. If the Xbox can get... The whole, the whole point of this is, I'm seeing the bigger picture here, is the more money Xbox brings in is more money that can sustain the brand and be reinvested into us. So Game Pass uh, deals, um, exclusive deals, publishing deals, these are all funded by various things, this being one of them. So it all depends on what they pick. Now, going off that... Um, like, the gaming industry, it's just more volatile than ever. I mean, we've all seen the layoffs across the board, everywhere, big and small companies. So, uh, the reality is that uh, the industry is just heading a certain direction with costs just ballooning. And I gotta be a realist here. If Whatever Xbox has to do, because they own a lot of studios now. They own two publishers. They own many internal studios uh, themselves as well. Their overhead, their payroll is enormous. So they do have to get costs under control and also make make more profit. So this kind of has to be one of the things they have to do. Now, that, again, but going off that, St. Indiana and Starfield were staying off of PlayStation. We need to hear that because I hope Xbox executives see the value in the AAA games uh, staying exclusive to Xbox at least for multiple years, at the very, very least, because... 
it, you do want people uh, driven to your uh, platform first because you could make 70% off of PlayStation, but you'll make 100% off of yourself. So, and I hope they see that because they'll be system sellers. They'll drive Game Pass subscribers and games like Indiana, they will most definitely help Xbox and bring more awareness to Xbox if it stays exclusive for the foreseeable future. And same with Starfield. It's going to be growing and added content for multiple years to come. I'm sure we'll get a Skyrim-style definitive edition in the coming years where it'll be ultra-polished, the DLC will be included, and all that stuff. I would like it to be also exclusive to Xbox to get second wind on the platform, uh, bring people back in. So at least for now, good news, they see the value in the big games staying with Xbox. Hmm. But um, there is, however, the lingering concern that nothing is truly off limits. Because, I, I, I mean, we're on, I'm on X, I see the PlayStation fans and the narratives they try to push. I, by the time the, the June showcase comes along, and we're going to get so many announcements because look how much Xbox owns, right? They're going to pivot the conversation and people are going to go along with it because they just do. Oh, these games are going to come to PlayStation eventually. Maybe not this year, maybe not next year, but someday. And that will be the narrative. And it sucks that Xbox wasn't clear on, on, on any specific rules and criteria. It's just, these are the four games, but no promises afterwards. And uh, I'm like, you could have been a bit more clear. I get it, you're testing the waters with these four games, but we just have to know that some things are off limits, like Halo, Gears, Forza. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I would lose, I would lose like, uh, my cool if those were the PlayStation. Personally, personally, MLD, I think, like, a lot of those, like, again, I think the, the actual ones that are the identity of Xbox... I don't think they're going to be going multi-platform. That's just me, personally. Um, but you might see, again, some games that, I don't know, maybe they think that they can make some extra money of because, you know, they weren't exactly blockbusters back in the day, but maybe they want to see how they'll do out in the wild on other systems. Like, for example, you know, take a title like ReCore, right? It's something that didn't light the world on fire and had, well, issues at launch, right? And I could see something like that get a second life if it was put on, let's say, the Nintendo Switch, because it seems like something that would appeal to that crowd. But I'm just giving an example that's a hypothetical, I don't know. But it's something in their back catalog, for example, that I think that, again, they could float out there. What do you think? Oh, definitely. Um, I think they can easily take a page out of Nintendo's book, where they brought a lot of Wii U games that were great, but because it was on the Wii U, it didn't sell. Or they even got games from the GameCube, which was at the time the lowest selling game of the uh, console of the generation, and they're remastering those games, which, like the original Metroid Prime, that game only sold maybe, off the top of my head, 2 million on the GameCube, which is criminally low for the quality of the game at the time. But now on Switch, uh, it's gained a fresh set of eyes from millions of millions of new gamers. So I, I was happy to see um, that happen because that, that was a personal favorite of mine back in the day on the GameCube. So Xbox can easily take this strategy and look at some Xbox One games, even some 360 games. I don't care. I mean, again, these games are these generations are these games are so old that Xbox fans shouldn't really care about this. But again, the IP does matter. Old Gears games, old Halo games, 
they should be off limits. Because again, like, I because there is the concern that if Microsoft is pulling the strings, Microsoft executives, I don't think they'll care if it's Halo, Gears, or Forza or smaller games. But I, I do think that maybe the uh, the fan outcry online maybe helped, uh, if anything, to show that there should be a line in the sand and that Xbox still needs an identity. And although Satya Nadella says he doesn't like the idea of exclusives, he does recognize that the competition still does exclusives, and therefore Xbox has to play that game until the industry as a whole has uh, adapted and moved on over the years, if that were to be the case. Arguably, so, someone like Satya Nadella would want Halo, Forza, and Gears to be everywhere rather than being on Xbox. Like, exactly. Arguably, yeah. those would be the games that they would rather be moved, not the little shit, right? Because look at what they did. Like, Microsoft 365 is, like, the non-gaming equivalent software to, like, the Windows platform, right? But 365 is literally everywhere. You can load it up in any web browser. You can pull it up in your phone if you have a subscription, right? Right, right. And, like, that's what they want. Which isn't, in principle, at a high level, a bad thing. Yeah. But so, again, yeah. the, because they weren't clear on the, at the business update, there was there is still that lingering concern, and of course, haters will amplify that, and so that's not going to be pleasant for the the coming years ahead, unless Xbox makes it more clear. But I guess time will tell. At the very least. Indiana Jones and Starfield not coming, it does have a good sign that at least for years, these games will be exclusive to Xbox. So there's that. So overall, I'm pretty much okay with the business update in that regard. Um, Diablo 4 coming to Game Pass. That's a nice start. Um, I'll, certainly, I'll certainly play that because, well, through all the FTC uh, regular trials and stuff, I knew the catalog would come to Xbox eventually, so I held off on playing games like Diablo 4. So I feel like my patience, my patience will literally pay off. I'll play like the game with all the updates and content and, and bug fixes. So I'm looking forward to that. But again, it's a shame that they weren't more clear on the back uh, catalog timeline. I did like that they said that all future games will be day one, which would also include Call of Duty, which is amazing news because that was also one of the rumors that Call of Duty would be the exception to the day one rule, but at least they shut that one down real quick. In Happy an interview, he Phil even name-dropped it later, by the way. Perfect, perfect. That See, I still wouldn't be dead set that it happens this year, though, mind you, because we don't know the terms of the existing deal and like exactly when they can legally do it. Oh, Does that make Sony sense? Thing? Just be... Just be I, so... It's supposed to be over with the last one, but in court, they said something along the lines of they couldn't do it until 2025 at one point, but they've never reiterated that anywhere else. So it could have even just been a typo in that statement. Uh, and they meant okay. to put 2024, because that happens a lot in, in court documents, and they, they adjust it later, and we just never saw the adjustment. Okay, but, so worst case scenario, it's next year's yeah, call, we're, at right. least it'll be day yeah. one. So I, I yeah. wouldn't, if, if it doesn't happen this year, it doesn't mean he lied. And that's one thing that I like, you know, I, I people know I'm upset about some things, but that's one mm -hmm. thing. If it doesn't happen this year, don't be upset because they may not be able to. Yeah, which, which is fine. But again, the fact that it's day one and not like three months later or six months later, that was what, that was one thing that people needed to hear. And uh, I mean, it's going to be great. It's going to be a, a nice shot in the arm for Game Pass because Game Pass gets a lot of great games. Like, we just got Dead Island 2. But we're talking, like, 
mega IP day one games like Call of Duty, I don't think Game Pass has really got a game like that yet. Like a true mega IP like that. So if they market that game just right, like it could really shoot up Game Pass subs every year going forward. So that is actually, that's a nice thing to see that although it's multi-plat, Xbox will make the most of this game um, for the Xbox brand. So there's that. But but going back though, yeah, I just wish they were more clear on the back catalog, not so much the future games being day one. I hope we get more clarification on, say, the June showcase. Because I, I want to play the pro-type series. Uh, Crash Bandicoot, Spyro, um, the 360 Call of Duty ca campaigns. Uh, I hope they at least give us a timeline. Because I, I do realize that they have to do a lot more work per game because they have to put them, uh, they have to make them cloud ready as well. And all those cloud, third party cloud gaming s services that they promised. So I get it. They got to do more work per game, but at least give us a timeline in the coming months for those back catalog titles. So again, a minor complaint on, on my part there. Um, but the thing I personally like the most uh, that I needed to hear was that hardware is here to stay. That was the the biggest concern the Xbox community had. Like, Xbox is going third-party, publisher, hardware is going to fade away. Nope, nope, Phil put that to bed real quick, which, thank you. Like, like he says that um, our investments will be, uh, will be honored. Like, you know, the back catalog games we have, they will, will be preserved. Um, our gamers' investment in Xbox, it will be rewarded. Nice to hear. There's a possible hardware revision this uh, this year. Like you know, people say the uh, the discless uh, uh, Series X, great. It, it just it'll only reinforce that notion. But uh, I think those 2026 next gen rumors. I don't know. I think when there's smoke, there's fire, and I personally would 100% support that. Uh, not only it puts all those like Xbox 2027, all those ridiculous rumors to rest, but um, I do like the idea of Xbox kickstarting a new generation uh, on their terms. Um, I feel like the sales trends of this generation are kind of sandstone, uh, like it or not. So what better way to start fresh than to, uh, to just, just kickstart a new one? And I do like the idea that I'm inclined to believe that AI is their reasoning behind them saying it'll be the biggest leap in a console generation. If AI can really help um, optimize uh, games and help developers optimize the games um, that they make. Um, that could really be a game changer. Like, it's like right right now, this generation, I think a lot of us were. Uh, it's been a bit of a letdown in terms of a lot of games made sacrifices before resolution, frame rates, and especially ray tracing. Um, very little games can can really do all three at the same time properly. There's always has to be a give and take. So, a next gen, if it could make that. Uh, that gap a little easier, then I, I'm saying I'm all for it. And it's only, what, two short years away? So it'll be here before we know it. And I do also like the idea of them finally making a, uh, a Switch-like dockable, but also portable Xbox handheld. I think it'll be a, a like a handheld uh, uh, console. So it, it's just like more simple that way, you know, than a handheld PC kind of thing. And in that case, I'll, I'll buy both. Like I'll, I'll be I'll be using the one on the go. I'll be using the the high end one in my basement where I game usually. So that would be a killer combo, and it feeds into Xbox's overall strategy. They want to increase the number of ways you can play, not limit them. 
So I'm glad their messaging on hardware was was very clear and exactly what fans needed to hear. That not, not only are we not going away, we're giving you a revision this year and we have, we're working on the next gen. It's going to be great. We're taking a lot, a lot of pride into it. So, yeah, the, yeah, the, that's, that's really all there is right there. Just, I'm really glad they said that. And I, I, this business update, we need to hear it. And at least uh, it'll give us enough time to talk about things and discuss things until the June showcase. Because between that and the, uh, the developer direct before, we clearly, we clearly see that they got the games. They're cooking. They're cooking away. There's more games to come. They said they have 10 games to release this year. We don't know about all of them yet, so we'll find out more soon. I, I heard Age of Mythology is coming out. We have seven. Tonight. There's seven listed so far. Including Age of Mythology? Including Age of Mythology and Age of Mythology Mo- or and Age of Empires Mobile. It's seven so far. Okay, yeah. Um, so, so some I can put the list come. in chat. Yeah, so Xbox is in a good place. They're expanding, they're growing, and they're adapting to the future. The future, uh, a lot of people are saying the future in gaming exclusivity will be harder and harder to maintain. And I just feel like Xbox, they're, being the, they're, the, they're the first to really see that right on the wall. And they're slowly changing it. And I think over time, let's say in five years, the gaming community is not going to care as much like we are right now. Uh, I'll, I'll just say that. ML- It'll be a slow but sure change. MLD, have you ever seen the movie Jerry Maguire? I have. Show me the money. Show me the money. <laughs> Show me the money. Because Xbox, like, look, like, my position is one of confidence, personally, especially when they reiterated about, you know, next-gen hardware. Like, look, they got over 30 studios. They're, they're knee-deep in, like, backwards compatibility. They want to move forward with things um look i i'm confident where things are 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 going with them um like yeah there there probably will be a couple of back catalog games that will move uh move over to um other platforms but i i again i think that the the flagship ip is staying where it is like i like i'm pretty confident right there um but yeah i want to hear some more thoughts uh eric shockley but I mean, I would love to hear your position on this. Uh, do you agree with what uh, like Grimes and MLD were saying? Um, please, like, share your thoughts with us. Yeah, for the most part. Um, yeah, it's just been funny watching all the hysteria over the past few weeks. Uh, like, I, it's it's just weird that to me that when you look at these four games, like, just kind of which, you know, many of us already pointed out, just look at the type of game they are. Like, you have Pentiment and Hi-Fi Rush, which are kind of those small passion pro. You know, Hi-Fi Rush was a passion project for, I forget the uh, director's name of uh, uh, Evil Within 2. Um, but same thing with Pentiment, Grounded even. But, you know, stick to Hi-Fi Rush, Pentiment. There's more single-player uh, indie type, you know, double-A type games, kind of like Ori, which we've seen go to Switch, both sequels. We've seen Cuphead. Obviously, it's not technically first party, but that was also went to PlayStation. Um, But that was all Microsoft's doing. As the uh, devs said, it was a lifetime exclusive because of the dedication Microsoft. Like, they even said it, that game wouldn't have been what it was 
without Microsoft. So that's why they're kind of like beholden to, you know, <laughs> morally they didn't want to, you know, try to like put it on the PlayStation because all the work Microsoft did for them. Um, so like you've seen stuff like that before where Microsoft has put these games on other platforms or in the case of, um, what is it, uh, a Grounded and now Sea of Thieves. Grounded being pretty much, it's kind of like in that Minecraft stage where it needs to be, um, it needs to be launched even further to make it even bigger into something it, you know, could be. Again, this was a great game preview, kind of like Sea of Thieves. Sea of Thieves was basically, whether they want to say it or not, was kind of like released in a preview stage. Like it was released pretty bare bones um, when that first dropped which I think that's probably why they initially did drop it in Game Pass. <laughs> um, just because, like, in just because of the work that was going to need to be added, the content that was going to be needed need to be added. And I think it really grew into something really big once it hit Steam. Not so much just, like, PC and Xbox, but when it hit Steam, it, like, <laughs> it saw a huge, uh, you know, influx of even more people of, like, oh, people really, you know, catching on to this and you hear this game, you know, a few years, forget when it hit steam, but you know, after a few, I don't think it was there day one, but um, you even can see the people, you know, playing it on steam, like concurrently or, um, you know, recently. So I, that game is kind of like getting in that stage, obviously grounded. See if these aren't like Minecraft, like level yet or anything, but um, but there are those type of games where it's just a big community. It's kind of different from like Gears where people might say it's a game of service. No, Gears is a single player and it has a multiplayer on it. That's a you know big part of why people love that game, but it's that's a little bit different. Sea of Thieves is strictly is a game of service. It's kind of like a Destiny where it's like, yeah, you can play it by yourself, but it's going to be shitty. <laughs> um so it's kind of that community game where it needs to be on everything, kind of like Destiny, same thing like that. Um, so I think that's where people need to step back and, like he said, it's not a signal of all these games are going to come. And even just listen to the CT, uh, the CEO. He even said in that quote, yeah, I'm, I, if I could get rid of exclusives, yeah, I would. But then he also says in that exact same quote, but that's not the, that's not the playing field that we're in right now. <laughs> you know, you. We know that Sony's going to have exclusives, so we have to have them too. That was the whole thing. Otherwise, that's what people also need to think about for two seconds. Do you think they just a few, you know, not even a year ago, <laughs> like a little over six months ago, they risked a almost near seven or sixty-nine billion dollar deal getting destroyed because they wanted to make sure that they were holding on to uh, Bethesda exclusives when. That, they were questioned about that, about, hey, well, how can we believe you if you're not going to take away Call of Duty from PlayStation? Because that was the FTC's whole thing. <laughs> because look what you did with Bethesda titles. Then they could have said, like, oh, shoot, we didn't need to renegotiate Indiana Jones. It was already a multi-plat. Why did we renegotiate the whole deal just to, like, six months later, oh, no, we're going, <laughs> we're, we're having discussions to completely flip that. Or same thing with, like, Starfield, like, and and we they disclosed in that same trials, uh, Elder Scrolls, um, being exclusive. So, 
why would they like almost risk that getting destroyed that whole deal and then paying out three billion dollars in a penalty well actually i think the penalty was more because they delayed it um you know risk that happening because they were going to stand on <laughs> stand on business there right for exclusives you know not that long ago but on oh, now you know what we went through all that and it got it was successful and we you know got this deal closed but you know what screw it we'll just put all these games on because that's the thing the second you see a game of of the level of a hellblade 2 even though that might be a you know shorter One game or not knows, on the by the way because yeah. it's, it's a cheaper game it's it's yeah. you know it, it's but the same but price is like as a, the other ones yeah, well, it is a little bit more. It's fifty dollar game, so it's not quite on the level of like a like Ori or Hi Fi Rush. Dollar eight, um, you know, fifty dollar eight hour experience. Yeah, they might they may it, move that everywhere. And you, I also mean, Halo, you can beat in ten hours. Halo is a ten hour game. already on PlayStation. If you played on Legendary, it's a ten hour game. Um, so I I don't quite take it, that, but that's a game. That's the flagship title, in a sense that that was the game you first showed us for your new console for not even we didn't even know about series s series x you've showed us that game so to see that game you know briefly the second that game goes to playstation all bets are off then 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 there is zero okay everything is on the table <laughs> whether it's starfield whatever that game is if it's you know a starfield indiana jones since you've i wouldn't have said indiana jones but since they technically said they renegotiated the whole deal um, but the second one of those titles goes at Halo, like then it gets to the point where it's like, okay, well then you're almost looking like at PlayStation now, where PC players that would buy a PlayStation because they wanted to play some of those exclusives. Now even Herman Holst, <laughs> the new person in charge, was saying, yeah, I think these uh, release window between when we release it on PlayStation and when it gets ported to PC is going to get shorter. That's what people are going to start looking at. Like, look at Hi-Fi Rush. Look how short of a time they, not even, just exactly, basically a year. Um, so, cool. They can just wait a year, just like they did for everything else, right? As a Tomb Raider. Like, <laughs> so, I think that's where Microsoft is going to, they have to keep some exclusives. They can't, if, they, if one of those titles goes, then people can just know that they can just wait a year. And that's going to start to destroy some of the, business that you have on the ecosystem because like what is the risk of hey i'm going to put this game over there um maybe they'll buy it full price maybe they'll have to wait for a sale and we're not getting the full price anyway but think about the subscriptions you're going to lose the revenue there okay cool well then i don't even need an xbox i can just save money especially in this economy buy one console and then you know I don't have to pay two subscriptions for multiplayer. I don't have to like it starts kind of starting to add up. And then if you're not putting in that revenue, either buying the usual, you know, annual games you buy or just the microtransactions we've seen where, you know, both consoles took a hit in the revenue because less people were playing Fortnite because uh, you're going back to work, you know, during COVID you saw kind of like that drop in, each person's kind of revenue because people weren't, you know, <laughs> spending as much um, just because they had more, they could actually go back to work. So that's what they got to think about of like the subscriptions you're going to lose. You're going to lose Game Pass subscriptions. That You're just going to shrink that even more, even if it hasn't been growing like 
they wanted it to, that's going to start shrinking and you're going to lose a ton more revenue and continue uh, continual spending. Like I have game pass, you know, I'll buy, there's plenty of games that are, that you want to play. Like was there, you know, I bought, even though dead space is in game pass now, uh, you know, I bought that day one, the remaster or remake, same thing with Resident. There's plenty of games that they make money on third party wise that they're going to want to continue to get that revenue. Um, so that's where I think people got to think for two seconds, like Microsoft would start losing a shit ton of money. That's because look at the, what they're, they've, they're making more revenue than they've ever made in like their history. <laughs> that's what people also got to think about. And that's because microtransactions, all that, how are they doing that with, you know, the smallest, one of the smallest, uh, outside of OG Xbox, uh, hardware, how are they able to get so much revenue? That's why, because people are spending in their store. Um, so once you start, you know, messing with that to where the point where, hey, it's not just live service, just like Sony right now. You know, hey, there's day and date, Helldivers 2, or Helldivers, yeah, Helldivers 2 is on PC day one. Well, does that mean every uh, game is going to be on PC day one? Probably not. Um, so, but but there is that thing of like, oh, it's not going to be everything at least. So you got to, if you're going to do it, it has to be when Sony's like, starting to do it too. Like you cannot just be the only one. Um, but I, that's what pe- I think people just need to take that as it is just like the set, wait until they actually put one of those titles, wh- whether it not be a uh, games as a service, like Sea of Thieves is not, I get it, it's rare, um, but it, it is not like a Halo. Just look at that type of game. And it's strictly just a community. It's barely any single player there like i've tried to play it by myself early on when like you know i didn't have well, many friends that were playing it <laughs> like you know, it was there's, uh, no. i was at like there's nothing to do there's no direction there's no it's you need that community now they've added stuff obviously yeah but. You, you can play solo now the uh, up with the new updates right yeah 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 I, yeah we've seen those like story stuff but like it's a game that's gotten to where it is because of all these more platforms they've added it onto. Not if they just had it stuck to the Windows Store and Xbox, it would not be what it is. Um, but it's gotten that reach, and it's kind of one of those games they had Minecraft, so they kind of see what they've. And that's why they took mine. Why was it Minecraft Legends? People made a big stink about that. Why is that going to PlayStation Day One? Because it's that type of community, and it's. That one they could have held on to technically because that's, you know, more of a RPG, but they didn't. So mm-hmm. um, it's not like, hey, Rare technically made an exclusive for the DS for, for you know, under Microsoft. So <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. for Diddy Kong Racing, I'm just saying. Like, so it's not like that's where I, but the second they put a Halo or something on the, um, you know, Oak of Avowed or something like that, second that goes, then they are really playing with fire unless unless they know sony's about to start doing it too which i think sony will get there like i think his quote was correct of in the next five ten years you're probably gonna see less exclusives because guess what when sony is starting to push those windows and make them shorter to pc for their uh big you know last of us whatever the game is once those start getting shorter it's like okay well now we still why was sony why was ps5 platform not good enough 
because they needed more money. As at a certain point, you look at between the console market between Xbox and PlayStation, it's still been about the same if you total up all the hardware multiple generations in a row. It's just how much of that portion went to, you know, Xbox, how much of it went to uh, for Sony. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's relatively that pool has been the same. So if you need to grow it, that's why both console makers, Xbox had to do it sooner because they because they're of uh, the Xbox One where it was. Um, but now even Sony, why would Sony need to do it? They're in a dominant position last gen, this gen. They're you know basically in their PS2 dominant <laughs> like position, right? But yet they're putting their games on PC. They have to put Helldivers 2 day one on PC. And they're shorting, uh, you know, they're making it a sh- very short window when those games move over. Mm-hmm. Why would they need to do that? Why wouldn't they just hold on for a few more years to make it like, hey, we're going to really make it hard for you to not buy our PS5, even though if we put it on PC for the people that absolutely will never touch it otherwise. <laughs> why mm-hmm. would they, you know, try to make it easier for you to make that decision to skip their platform? Um, but that's why, because they need to grow. They, they're looking at their margins, like he said. But you see, they it's also. Like... Oh no, sorry, yeah. not not to interrupt Shockley, but just to no, chime in. Um, like it's easy to chime in on Microsoft and like attack Microsoft for things that they're do because they're always they always seem to be ahead of the game in my opinion when it comes to things. Like again, when they were putting their stuff on uh, PC, releasing uh, day one on Game Pass, even just coming up with the idea of Game Pass alone, or uh, again uh, being going in so hard on. Uh, like cloud gaming and so on like uh EVTV tv is actually yeah. true today well like, yeah we all use every one of us uses our console for streaming services like okay wow. we, we can talk about the messaging <laughs> behind that but They're they get bad at timing but they get so messaging. much crap they get so much crap and i'm glad you chimed in there uh crusader yeah. but like honestly like at the same time though despite like okay some messaging issues i would say um they are at the forefront when it comes to at least being open with like again their gamers and consumers about things despite which, how they which is about. their detriment yeah yeah because people I, well, just one could argue that being too soon to pull the trigger is not a good thing whereas sony address whereas sony and playstation address things much later on (laughs) yeah yeah when when consumers are ready yeah well it's easier to do it from their position they can wait yeah xbox has to like okay well sony's destroying us you know last gen how can we carve up more revenue oh day one on pc okay cool now that we're subsidizing Cool, we're finally getting back some of that revenue that we were completely not getting because we're not in our 360 position anymore. <laughs> so they had to carve that out. Sony is carving it out because, well, shit, we just want to make more money. Yeah. Okay, well, there's we, we can only take so much from Xbox. So once we took a certain amount that won't move over, you know, because Xbox still get, they can't get that other 25 million to just not buy that console. Well, okay, well. We'll put some games on PC. So, same thing with, and it really, in putting any games on Nintendo, I don't think really, you know, doesn't. You're not really losing those people are buying a Switch because they want to play those those games. They're not people that buy a Switch aren't buying it for the third parties because first off, they are not really getting any third parties other than like small games that are capable on that because of the hardware. Um, so I don't think you have to 
really worry about that. That's why I think Sony or uh, Nintendo would be the very last one to ever. And I don't know if they'd ever really put their maybe at a certain point Margins move their games insane. over. Like, but the thing about theirs is that's the thing they don't get any third party, so it's not like Xbox and PlayStation where they're kind of like duking out and they get a bunch of revenue from a Resident Evil 4 remake from Nintendo doesn't get any of that so because they've burned all those bridges and they've decided hey we can't compete if we just make a traditional console they will get destroyed they will be literally be the you think things are bad for Xbox if if Nintendo came out and (laughs) made a more expensive piece of hardware maybe they'd ride some of that but you know we've seen Nintendo didn't really get to where it was other than lightning in a bottle with Wii U with, you know, retirement homes buying their console and and the Switch just morphing their successful handheld business. Um, so, obviously, they would have to separate those again and you kind of go back to the handheld being successful and then the stationary console, you know, maybe not be. But uh, back on track with that, it, with the uh, Xbox, um, I think... I think it's just hard to do with their messaging when you own so many publishers, so many devs that already have games that you you're not going to take away ESO online. Um, you're you know there's so much of that where it's like PlayStation. They bought people are saying PlayStation doesn't want to do any of that. PlayStation went out instead of uh, taking the what, however three billion it was to buy Bungie instead of locking down some great exclusives that could have like brought people to their console. Like, Hey, we just paid for this awesome, amazing game. You know, kind of like what they did with final fantasy do fund something else that would have been a megaton, you know, big hit that, you know, their fans would have gone crazy for. Nope. They went and bought uh, Bungie and they're going to continue to support their competitor. <laughs> so like they put the, that funding there. Think about that purchase. Sony or you know PlayStation fans didn't get anything out of that. At least with when Xbox bought Bethesda, technically you are getting some exclusive. Maybe not Hi-Fi Rush. You had it for a year, but Starfield, so far exclusive. Indiana Jones exclusive. Um, and I don't think he'd come out on that screen and say, "Hey, it's you know if it, it was coming soon after this next expansion, like was rumored, if they were considering that." I don't think he'd come out and say, oh, it's not going to, you know, it's not these two games. Why would they, everything else was already rumored. Halo, people were talking about Halo and Gears coming to PlayStation in that week of rumors. All, everything was on the table, was being talked about. But he specifically came out and said, yeah, these two titles are not coming. Because otherwise, if in the next, people were saying, since they did these four games so quickly, that, you know, that means, oh, they're going to have more games the rest of this year. They're going to have a whole nother you know, this was just the spring catalog. They're going to have a, a fall group of games that are going to come. But I think that's where people are kind of getting ahead of themselves. Technically, yeah, it was four. But technically, well, it was only two on the Switch. It wasn't all four. So there's only two so far. And then um, I think there was a couple, at least one all, of the titles. All I don't four think were on. announced for PlayStation. Oh, it was. Okay. I think yeah, at first so they, there was a delay Pentiment, on it. But... Hi-Fi Rush, Grounded, and uh, Sea of Thieves were all announced for PlayStation. Sea of Thieves and Hi-Fi Rush are only coming to PlayStation right now. Yeah. And I, I think that's where Microsoft is right now. They have so many... Just think about what they... They're a giant conglomerate now with the amount of like, developers and everything they have. 
So there's going to be plenty to, for them to keep exclusive and plenty. They can kind of, like you said, case by case, they can kind of make that decision of, is this the type of game that's really going to, you know, drive home like game pass and drive, help our software, like a Starfield, like a game. That's like literally a game that people were, were talking about whether or not, you know, it didn't hit the 90 Metacritic or what have you. <laughs> it was still, people were talking about that game. Like I would hear like, you know, comedians like in the mainstream, like I would hear just people that you wouldn't think of gamers that you would see on podcasts that I listen to that aren't even gaming related people talking about Starfield. Like it was that type of a um, big, you know, people love Bethesda's, you know, type of games like Fallout and all that. So they, they kind of have that huge draw. Indiana Jones, same thing. So they're going to have those titles that are going to have to be, these are the titles we are holding on. Other titles, they got plenty that they own that they don't need to do that with. Like we've seen with Sea of Thieves and any other probably small indies, you can probably bet that those are going to be on the table to go. Like if it's a small, you know, Ori or Cuphead, you know, I something of that. Ori is a guarantee, actually. Because yeah, Moon, but Moon surprisingly, has said Ori's that it's never been to... over there. <laughs> yeah, Moon has said that it's up to Microsoft to do it, and they want, and Moon themselves want to do it. So yeah. well, I would actually very much assume yeah. that Ori would be sooner rather than later among games that are going to go. Yeah. Yeah, I'm surprised that one hasn't gone yeah. over to PlayStation. I'm surprised that they wasn't okay among the head. four, to be honest with you. Well, we'll see. Yeah. I mean, it might, again, it might, again, it just could be specific cases, but um, yeah, I mean, that would be interesting. Um, anything else, Shockley? Um. No, that's pretty much it. Other than the, yeah, I'm not sure what to expect with the whole software or with the whole hardware mm-hmm. announcement. What, what people obviously that that was an interesting thought of like with the AI of like, okay, how would they? When she says it like that, okay, that's how they reach and can reach whatever that you know tagline she gave it. But uh, definitely handheld would be interesting. Um, at least to that's that's thinking of how can we cut our own. You know, uh, you know, into Switch's market possibly because there was some of the stuff reasons why you know wanted to switch because at first before we saw how maybe shitty some of the uh, ports were, <laughs> at first I was like, oh, okay, cool, I'm gonna buy my third party games there on Switch as well, um, but then some of those aren't didn't turn out so hot, so you kind of had to like, wait, how does that game run? Um, heck, their own first-party games kind of run like shit on the Switch, so um, it'd be cool if there'd be more of a more powerful, maybe closer, maybe not as expensive as a Steam Deck, but maybe something close to that, uh, if they can kind of hit a sweet spot on that. Because um, they could actually probably mass-produce it more so than a Steam Deck, just because it's more of a dedicated and it carries over your whole library. And But, I don't know, we'll see what that turns into, so. But, yeah. All right. All right. Well said there, Eric. Well said. Some pretty good points, some interesting uh, thoughts and theories. All right. Moving on. I'll hit up you, Crusader, then we'll go over to Dots, and then Centurion to round out the group. Uh, Sent, obviously, you've been hearing uh, half the guys talk, including myself. Uh, Please share with us your thoughts. So let's get get some things, just some high-level things out of the way first. Um, Fundamentally... Uh, if Xbox releases a new console, I will buy the new console. 
And unless it's some weird cloud-powered nonsense where, like, half of it's being streamed in the cloud, I don't want that. I want my games to natively play on the console. Um, I will buy whatever new hardware they put out. If they make a... Because my, my opinion is that they're going to have a, a Series X-like professional console, quote-unquote, the, the high-end one that, like, is meant for, like, us... And I don't think they're going to do a Series X next gen or a Series S next generation, like the equivalent. I actually think that that will be replaced with the the handheld SKU, which will, you know, it'll perform like a Series S, right? Like, because like the handheld is not going to perform at the same resolutions or anything like that, just because of like how you know batteries work. Like, it, it like you can only draw so much power before you're killing a battery in like 30 minutes. Um, I think they replace their lower end SKU with uh, the portable one because they can get. Uh, basically everyone on this panel, except for Dots, who's a PC gamer, to um, probably buy both. I, I, I think I can... This is rarely where I'll try to speak for everyone, but I, I think I could speak for every, uh, every one of the Xbox enthusiasts on this panel that would probably buy both a handheld Xbox and a uh, dedicated console Xbox if all of their games could play on both. Am I wrong in saying that, anyone? I really don't think I am. I, I think everyone correct. would jump on that. I get both. Yeah, I, 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 I know. Yeah, MLD, you said earlier, like, like straight up, and, and, and that doesn't. Nothing from the business update changes that. Why? Because I'm too invested in the ecosystem. I have 404 digital games. I have my Game Pass sub, and I have like probably like 50 or so physical games between weird 360 stuff that I've been buying recently and just some Xbox One games that I own physically back when I used to buy physical games. Um, and so I, I'll move forward. Um, regardless of my opinions on what's going on, I will personally move forward. Um, my fear is that they are moving too quickly with doing four games in four months, regardless of size or what they are. Um, because it leads, uh, uh, it paints a picture of they're they're kind of rushing to see how much they can do how fast. Um, so I, I I get concerned. You know, I, I'm happy to see we're getting new hardware this this fall. I doubt it's going to be like an Xbox One X. It'll probably be the the all digital Series X, and it'll probably be like a new type of controller, like that rumored basically equivalent of a DualSense controller. Um, that would probably be what what comes out this fall. Um, and, but until I actually see the, the next gen hardware being marketed, uh, it, they can be planning to make stuff all they want, but if they lose too much of a consumer base, it's never going to actually see the light of day. Uh, like, you know, it, 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 pretend you're the windows phone and three years right before it was canceled, they, they were saying they have all kinds of cool plans for windows phone and then three years are up and they killed windows phone. Um, so they've reassured me that they are investing in the hardware and they plan to invest in the hardware, but I need to see them actually realize that before I'm truly comfortable with this move. Um, they haven't ported anything yet that is disastrous, that, that would cause everyone to go, what the hell? I still truly think Sea of Thieves and Hi-Fi Rush are both mistakes. Grounded and Pentiment, actually, they hold no true bearing in fact they were both released on like one of the worst years xbox has ever had in 2000 in 2022 and neither of them had were able to build real brand association and neither of them did anything exceptionally special for the xbox brand 
Um, Hi-Fi Rush uh, being ported, as I've said, is really probably a... I find it to be a really poor move because it's the first Xbox exclusive from, like, Japan in, like, ages and ages. Um, and they're struggling to get Japanese games right now. The You know, we've had how many Final Fantasies skip the platform because Square Enix was willing to take a paycheck rather than port it to the console? Uh, the With Rebirth being uh, met with... Uh, like standing ovation way above what remake was was met with. Um, we had the fat, or we had the most adopted JRPG of all time on Steam, hitting hundred thousand concurrents with Grand Blue uh, Fantasy Relink. Come out earlier this year, it sold a million copies in two weeks, and that skipped the platform with no exclusivity contract. We're seeing Monster Hunter World skip. We're seeing, um, or not Monster Hunter World, I apologize. Monster Hunter Stories, which is on literally every platform that it could be on, including iOS and Android, but not Xbox, from Capcom. And the new Gundam 4 game from Bandai Namco skipping. So porting like your only leverage in the Japanese space is really, really strange to me because you have... Basically, like that, that market still doesn't take you seriously, and you're you're removing the only games from that market that set you apart for anyone else, and like that that that's a bad move in my opinion, regardless of its size. Um, and Sea of Thieves, I, I've said before, I'm not going to go into the whole tangent about it again, but if Sea of Thieves couldn't build brand identity in the way that Halo and Gears could, then I fear for what can build uh, platform identity with 35 million players on Xbox for, uh, or across Xbox and PC for Sea of Thieves. I, I really don't know what that says for the future of what can build um, console identity to expand like what makes Xbox Xbox versus other platforms. Um, but that being said, I actually do think that it would be, as a high-level thought, I do think it's a really, it would be best for the industry if all of the major platforms were separated their software from their hardware and put their software everywhere, like all of it. But it takes all three platforms to do that. You can't just have Xbox doing it because it just makes the other two platforms look better. Because, you know, if it does come to Halo going to other platforms, you're going to have some people going, why did I get an Xbox for Halo Infinite when I could have gotten a PlayStation for Halo Infinite and Spider-Man? And that's something that Microsoft did not really answer in their... um, in their whole thing, besides simply not showing any like any highly notable games yet that they're that they're testing the water, because eventually they will test the water with one to see how it works. If this whole thing is about testing the water, to see what they do and can't do. Um, but like I, I think it would be way better if the industry moved to having no exclusives, because the software would have to compete with software for software's sake, and the hardware would have to compete with hardware for hardware's sake, like. What does your hardware actually do that's different from my hardware? Like, that's how the PC ecosystem is, right? Like, NVIDIA and AMD in the graphics card sector don't make games. Like, neither of them have a first party, right? And the only way that they compete with each other is by investing in uh, exclusive features and, 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 and feature sets and, getting, and uh, investing in companies to actually implement that. Like, with stuff like DLSS, NVIDIA Reflex, uh, FSR, things like that. And I think we would get better hardware if they actually had to compete on on hardware to hardware sake, right? Because 
right now, like not a lot of companies actually do stuff well with quick resume and it ends up actually breaking a lot of games. Like Tales of Arise just kind of, if you have the performance mode on and you have quick resume on, it just kind of breaks the game. And you can't turn quick resume off, so you have to like switch it to quality mode. I was having horrible crashes until I switched it out of uh, performance uh, out of performance mode to quality mode and started killing the game after uh, every play session. Um, but you know, if they actually had to fight with the hardware for the hardware's sake, you'd see more investment into getting companies to actually do that kind of stuff right, and then advertising that. And the same thing could be said for PlayStation because like no third party does dual sense features well. Um, it's only the first parties that do that stuff well. And so if PlayStation actually had to fight for PlayStation's sake for the hardware, they might actually invest into that and you'd see cooler things. And then you would see cooler hardware-specific things. And so, like, I think it would be a really good move. Like, in, in, in principle, I find this move from Microsoft to be really good. I just find that they're executing it really poorly. Because they, they say that, like, oh, this is to build the brand in more places and this is to, like, expand these IPs and stuff like that. And then they do shit like not put the xbox versions at the center of the photos when even limited run did that but obsidian's twitter didn't and then you see crap like they're not using xbox game studios as the publisher name on uh playstation it's microsoft corporation and they don't have the splash screens when you load into them like pentiment doesn't have the xbox game Studios splash screen and so like you see really like weird things like this where it's like they're not even if like the plan was to kind of show you put Xbox in your face and show what the Xbox brand can be everywhere, they're not doing it well. Um, it, it's it's very it seems very haphazard and like unplanned. Um, and we can't say that the releases are unplanned because they were planned for a Nintendo Direct that got delayed a week so Xbox could have their business update, which is also really strange that like. Two of these games were going to be announced at an at a Nintendo showcase, and then they were basically just going to do a blog post afterwards, and that was going to be the announcement if people if it hadn't leaked beforehand. Like I haven't seen a lot of people talking about that. That you know they moved that uh, them talking about it on that podcast up to bef basically before when the stuff was going to happen uh, instead of um, after, and that's just again really strange. Like it, it, it's. Um, it, it's like they, they, they vastly overestimated like what people would think about it. Cause like people would be freaking out if, if they just showed up at a Nintendo direct, I guarantee it. Um, and I really wish they had come out and said, gave it an example of like why certain games at this point aren't being considered. I think that was something that was sorely missing because all they said was like Starfield and Indiana Jones weren't among the first four. Right? Like, they didn't explain why Indiana Jones. I mean, uh, Indiana Jones can kind of be assumed because they said that, like, games, uh, it, it obviously couldn't be because they said it, it would be at least a year until the game, uh, after the games are released before they'd come to another platform. So, of course, Indiana Jones wasn't going to be among the first four games that it would happen to. Makes sense. Like, that, that, that's kind of self explanatory. But, like, not talking about why Starfield wasn't and not saying something along the lines of, Maybe in the future, but right now, porting Starfield would do more harm to our brand than good. It's just something they didn't say. <laughs> and like they could have said, like, that calculus could change later. But right now, it would damage our brand more than, uh, like, the, sh the, sh the short-term revenue gain would not outweigh the damage to our brand with porting a game like that. That's something they didn't say. And I think that was the biggest failing of 
um, of the business event was that we got some criteria as to games they are considering with the games being smaller or games as a service, but we didn't get any criteria for games that aren't being considered. Like, you know, do I think that they're going to port Halo anytime soon? No, but I have no way to set my, like, lev- my, you know, if I'm a, like a, a scale, I have no way to set my scale to zero anymore. Right. So like, I, I really don't think that they're going to port Halo like anytime soon, but Halo Infinite's a game as a service game. And Games as a Service was one of the, um, those, you know, big, these are the games we're looking at kind of category as to making multi-platform. So, like, what? You know, like, do, do I need to think that Halo could be a game that you're considering? You know, obviously it's not coming right now because it's not among the first four, but, like, are you guys looking at this in the future? Are you guys looking at, like, the Gears of War games? Are you looking at Forza? You know, because like those are like they're big games that are games as a service style. Motorsport is, Halo is, Gears of War Five was right. So it's like, what, what you doing here? Um, because you you didn't give me enough information to know. Um, I also want to touch on the interviews that Phil Spencer did. Um, I think he should straight up have not answered the question about Indiana Jones and Starfield in Tom Warren's interview. Um. I think that it was a it was missed in the business update, but he talked about it with Steven Totillo in um, his interview with him that they still care about physical to some extent. And we actually saw that with the limited run releases getting announced mm-hmm. for the games that should have had physicals like a year ago. Um, but we, we saw those get announced and he talked about how they recognize they have to respect physical because people own a lot of physical um, and there are people who still care about physical, so they're going to keep make they're going to keep doing stuff with physical. But they recognize that most of their consumers do digital, um, which implies to me that even if they do an all digital next generation, that they will have a detachable disk drive because there's really no other way to interpret that. That they will respect what you freaking own, and they will provide something for you to be able to play it at probably an additional cost, whatever. That that was one of my big tangential concerns with this whole thing because of like the whole digital future and laying people off i'm happy that while they didn't address it at the business update they addressed it in general and that people who wanted physical games for some of these xbox games got physical games for the xbox games because if they had released playstation versions of those games without uh physically without physical versions for xbox that would have been a nightmare and they they would have deserved every person yelling at them for that um so, you know, I, I'm very critical that, and they, they picked an awful time to do this first batch because it's not like they pulled the games forward and announced them early, right? Like, this is when those games were always going to um, be announced and launch uh, with Nintendo, you know, this Nintendo Direct and then the PlayStation ones following the Direct. Um, and I really think that they did not read the room well enough and they shouldn't have done it when. PlayStation is releasing a massively money-hatted exclusive title, right? Their third Final Fantasy major game, main release game, in a row that they paid for exclusivity for and are showing that exclusivity kind of works. Um, Alongside things like Helldivers and, uh, again, at that Nintendo Direct, they had games that were announced at that Nintendo Direct that aren't coming to Xbox. Like, I, I think that, like, that... This couldn't have been handled m- more poorly, um, and and planned more poorly. 
I think it should have been an Xbox special direct with Nintendo that was like five minutes long and just announced the two games in, in cooperation. Uh, and I think that entirely, if they could have gotten like Nintendo on board to port a couple minor games at the same time, that this would have gone over better because you, you need, it takes two to tango, right? It takes two to, 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 to dance, essentially. And people would be far more accepting to this if they could have gotten another industry partner to work with them or a massive third party publisher to say to come out and say like we fully support them in this and we plan to do no exclusivity moving forwards because it just is damaging to the industry like there were be- there are better ways to have handled this it's it's kind of like with like they didn't have the the backing of like beyond themselves truly um at least directly with them, like they did with crossplay, where Nintendo kind of publicly backed them about crossplay with Fortnite, and Epic publicly backed them with crossplay, and now we have crossplay everywhere. Like, it, 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 there's just so much that they just did poorly, and the messaging is just so poor about all of this. And, like, the biggest games are going to be on Xbox, according to Sarah Bond, except, you know, if we're only talking about the games like Fortnite and gta 5 that's a kind of really a depressing future that that is like the biggest things that we're concerned about playing um b that's kind of like the basis of what any platform should be so like that's kind of like setting the minimum bar and not setting something that you should be excelling towards and c it's still kind of not true because things like genshin impact which is like one of the huge gotcha game one of the biggest games played biggest money makers is just not on xbox so like that that they missed the mark there a lot in my opinion with with that statement it, it's just it's just a mess like i i'm i'm just not confident in believing anything and they you know they say that like they're not opening the floodgates but they said that exact kind of stuff with uh um when they were going to pc that not all games are going to come to pc and then very quickly every game came to pc so like they they don't even have their, their their own credibility to back them, and it's just so kind of frustrating. Ultimately, I I want to believe that there are enough people like us to sustain still purchasing the Xbox consoles for them to exist. I don't know that there are, but I want to say that there are, um, because it's just so kind of frustrating that they're they're moving ahead very quickly like this in the same way that it feels like they moved ahead with tv 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 and it's just gonna damage them more than it hurts the more than it helps them and then in a few years later both nintendo and playstation will do something similar and it, they'll be fine because they waited a little bit longer and did it slower and more carefully so um i i, I you know i'm not leaving xbox i'm not i'm still gonna buy stuff on all my stuff on xbox it's just that like it's so anyone who says that they're they're mad upset that they bought an xbox instead of a playstation is probably also kind of valid because like you know they, they thought things were gonna be one way and then things turned out another way and honestly they also kind of showed the you can just like like Phil said he doesn't want people to just think that they can wait and do stuff, but he didn't really give any solid uh rules or set any real precedents about talking about how like specific games wouldn't be moving. So like 
they didn't really do enough to demonstrate why you shouldn't just wait and uh, force them to, to port stuff everywhere. So, like, again, I, I just think it was a big mess. A big old mess. Um, that's about all I got to say. It's a big old mess. All right. Oh, did you want me to talk on the Intel stuff? I mean, if you want to mention a bit of it, sure. Yeah, the Intel stuff's really cool. Um... Because it was rumored that Xbox may be looking to not work with uh, AMD, which normally I don't give uh, I don't give any thoughts to what Moore's Law is Dead has to say about anything. The guy's a fraud. But this does actually give that a little bit of credence because he said that they were looking to to partner with Microsoft on a much larger Intel partnership. So like maybe Microsoft is going to move to Intel for their next Xbox line, um, which could be really cool because AMD just doesn't do anything in the machine learning space, like at all. And it's kind of really to their own detriment. Um, and e even if we're not talking like AI, like like true AI models, um, machine learning is really useful for things like the LSS um, and, you know, any kind of upscaler to do it far more efficiently. And uh, Intel has a really good upscaler. It's not quite DLSS, but it's really good compared to like FSR from uh, AMD. And if Microsoft was to come in and do a, uh, um, like have XESS on the, the next gen consoles, that would be huge, especially for the handheld, because you could render stuff at a much lower resolution, upscale that bitch to, to look good on the, that, that you know that little portable screen and you you'd be cruising um and you'd be using less power because you know the less work a computer does the less power it uses and the less you have to the less you have to turn up the clocks on those um processors the better and like that could actually be really big if um if they partner with intel and if they one other thing microsoft truly should have waited a year or two to do this because if they could have demonstrated how their hardware itself is totally different from their uh, from uh, someone else's hardware, and like be like, yeah, but you know, where else can you buy a handheld and a regular console, and all your games work across both of them, right? Then the you're you're making it so the exclusivity doesn't matter as much as the features that that you're truly getting, right? Because I I truly don't think that either console has a feature set good enough to to do it but like you start getting stuff like you, you partner with intel and you start getting stuff like we're the console that has xcss and you start doing cool things like cool console synergies like that i actually really think that that microsoft could pull it off even being the underdog and to to not go like we're gonna have a like a handheld console that'll move your stuff between it to not be that confident and say something like that i think was a miss right probably should have waited till next year to do this or the year after um just, just given it more time until you were more prepared to be like this is why you're still going to want the xbox consoles they just didn't do that yeah now i'm done <laughs> all right thank you for uh uh your commentary there your thoughts uh crusader always appreciated um yeah no i mean i think i mean i'm, I'm probably the one with like the more um like a glowing endorsement of Xbox, I guess you could say. 
I mean, they do have, you know, again, they do have stuff like, who would have thought a game like Pal World, for example, would have exploded the way that it did, and it's only on, okay, it's on PC, but it's also World on Xbox. didn't think Xbox. Pal World was going to explode the way it did. <laughs> <laughs> but again, they do have third-party stuff, right? I'm, I'm not, like, I mean, again, I do agree to, to an extent with what you're saying. But, I mean, it's not like, you know, because, hey, the PlayStation guys, they're all begging for bloody Power World, even the Nintendo guys. They're like, hey, uh, Pokemon, Pokemon Company, you know, uh, why can't we get some of this stuff? But, you know, it is what it is. Uh, yeah, Power World's definitely what people have been begging Pokemon to be for a long time, and now Power World's eating their lunch on some aspect <laughs> but, <laughs> nice. hey at least we got Sh uh, Shin Megami Tensei 5 from Nintendo so that was a trade right no. <laughs> I suppose so right <laughs> uh, okay Dots I'll go over to you and then we'll uh, round things off with uh, Centurion's thoughts yeah um, I definitely don't have anything super long winded to hit with I mean a lot of the heavy points were hit uh, I actually very much agree with a lot of things uh, Gen General MLD said. I that, I think out of everyone that I kind of am leaning in the same mentality that he is. Um, so kudos to you on that. But um, no, I I don't I don't see really the big issue on this. Like I I see four games that um, Xbox uh, did well with, and they have been on xbox for a you know at least a year if not more and you know putting them on playstation and another in nintendo is honestly not even you know it's not gears of war it's not halo it's not it's they're not games that you say you know when you say xbox that, that those aren't the first things that pop in your head um Obviously, could this set a precedent? Could this set a you know a, a forward push into that direction? Time will tell. Um, obviously, Microsoft is as we as we say all the time. It's a business, and if it's going to make money in the process, you know, putting more games on more consoles while not having to rely on you know, um, as we've also said, you know, consoles are usually a detriment. They lose money on console sales. They have to make it up on uh, on uh, games. Then putting the games out in more places just means more of a more of an intake. And um, so at the moment, I I'm I I I don't think it's an issue. Like I like I said, I agree with General on a lot of things he said. I will also agree with um, uh, Crusader though that the communication aspect of this was very much not good. I, I think that the 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 long holding of your breath waiting for this little like pre-recorded podcast talk that they had was not not the play because because it all started with like was it like rumors or was it like actually like confirmed rumors or like it it, it was a, a bunch of credible sources and maybe a couple not so credible ones uh put out a bunch of reports about stuff. Okay. Uh, saying that uh, Microsoft is considering X, Y, and Z game. Uh, basically, all of them said Hi-Fi Rush. A bunch of them said Sea of Thieves. And there were some other games like Starfield, Indiana Jones, and uh, Halo. Gears of War. Yeah. Uh, Halo. Halo was never mentioned in an official report. Uh, Halo was more from like random people online. Mm -hmm. But there were some cr more or less credible people saying Halo. 
And I also wouldn't discredit any of them that seem like they're not true now, because we don't know how much changed internally. We also don't know what the sources that the, the people actually saw was, because it could have been, you know, Microsoft probably did look over their entire uh, game catalog and be like, what are we doing? What are we not doing? Let's come up with models for so, all of it. So, so on the internal boards, they might have said, hey, this might be on the on the chopping block right but they, they, that, well they could have said just like a, t a topic of conversation not an actual this is what we're going to do correct Star starfield's a great example because the the leak said that it was going to come shortly after its first expansion drops and that legitimately could have been a model that someone proposed for what we could do with starfield and it was not the model that was chosen to move forward with Starfield, or even they backtracked and chose a different model after the fan reaction. We don't know these things. Yeah. And so I, I'm very hesitant to say that anyone who reported on anything was wrong uh, about any of this, because yeah. it, it could have been a bad game of telephone where facts were misconstrued. It happens a lot with leaks. I, you know, I cover them a lot. Um, so I, I would I would be very careful to say anyone was actually wrong in their reporting, um, outright wrong. Well, yeah. So like feeding off of that, like it just seems that um, obviously when a leak happens, it, it, it's it's just that it's a leak. It you know the company usually uh, usually does not plan for that to happen. So yes, while they did maybe need a day or two to you know get a proper response out i feel like it was a lot much more like how long did it take for them to put out the podcast when the leak first came out was it was two weeks i mean two... honestly it's been about three months <laughs> since the first hi-fi rush or since the, the this all started yeah, when, it was before what's his name? Tim, Tim yeah. stewart made the comments about uh nintendo and and playstation being places xbox was looking to put games and yeah. It, it hasn't really stopped since then. And that was official. That wasn't even a leak. That was the, the right. CFO saying dumb shit to investors. And it never really stopped since there. And stuff kept happening. And it took them until now to fully actually address it. And they yeah. didn't. They, it, like, it, it could have been an email. And and even like, so even though I wasn't really in the loop with that all before Christmas, which means, AK, you probably mentioned it, and I completely ignored you because I do that from time to time. It's mutual both ways. Um, <laughs> um, like, so, but even, like, with this recent thing, I mean, I know it was all over Twitter. That's the, 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 the massive, you know, the, 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 um, not not the the not literal P, uh, Xbox players throwing themselves from built like rooftops kind of you know drama that was on Twitter like it just felt like the response to all of that was way too short. It, it easily could have been solved with you know a single tweet saying you know calm your tits it's not that bad you know and so we had to wait with gasped breath you know for that one podcast where we got our answer and that the answer is here's what we're doing now. But if you want the full answer, that's coming later. Cause we'll see how it goes kind of thing. Um, I, th so yeah, no, I, so I agree. I agree with Xbox's business strategy of, Hey, you know, putting more games on more consoles is good. I think that their delay in that message, um, or obviously if it was them needing to just do some pivoting because they knew they didn't know that, you know, their, their boat had as many holes that was filling up as it was, 
And so, you know, there's, it, it, it's a, once again, we're turning into another waiting game. What's next on the chopping? Like after these four games, what's next? How deep is this going to go? Um, is, are we actually going to see enough? Um, is, is X, is Microsoft going to see enough out of this to, you know, say, okay, we need to keep doing this or maybe the strategy isn't as good as we thought. We're going to stick to what we know at least. And the console wars continue with exclusivity titles. I obviously, I think Xbox is on the side of, you know, sharing is caring and more players is better than, you know, more players in total is better than more players on our console. I think that that has really been showing recently. Um, and obviously, you know, they have a strong uh, PC front on top of their Xbox front. So they're, def they're definitely doing very well in that regard. Um, but yeah, so those are those are my main points on uh, the uh, the recent uh, Xbox Microsoft strategy focus. Um, uh, beyond that, I mean, yeah, it's it's it, I, it's a waiting game. We're gonna have to see. Um, I'm you know I'm personally excited. You know, gotta do my little plug in with the last three letters of my username. You know, I I just watched that. Uh, age of empires stream that they had going on um uh and like you know that's obviously a microsoft's you know premier rts company they they have acquisition and like you know there's a lot of good stuff coming and uh it i don't I, I've said this before on on the podcast like you know I don't see much in the rts genre on playstation and as I wouldn't even say it's really a niche genre because there is a lot of people who play RTS. Like, I mean, for a whole while, that was like South Korea's whole thing was, you know, kicking our asses in Starcraft two uh, <laughs> or Starcraft one, even. Mm -hmm. um, so like, you know, we're, we're, while obviously I still am also kind of perturbed about the lack of, you know, the, the big title final fantasy games on, on PC and Xbox, um, Xbox itself has, and Microsoft has so much good stuff for them that like, you know, people are, the fact that people are looking at the big names only is, is a travesty because there's so much good stuff that is, doesn't have to be big. Power world is a great example. You know, people being like, oh, you know, Power World lost over 80% of its player base in a month or so. It's like, yeah, because they beat the game. And when there's new content for the game, they'll come back because they already own the game. You know, 9 million people bought the game. The devs got their money's worth. <laughs> so that's not that's not a loss for them. And the, the CEO even said the same thing. He's like, good. They played the game until they didn't want to play anymore. They got their enjoyment out of it. We're happy. It's okay. They stopped playing and they'll come back when we put in more content. And so like right now, hell divers, I mean, now that's obviously uh, under the, uh, the Sony branch. Um, but you know, PlayStation and, um, and PC right now, but like, you know, I saw, I've been seeing memes out the wazoo of X of, of PlayStation fans being like, please let the Xbox players have the game. We need more people in the game to complete the world objective. You know, Xbox players know how to, how to 
ODST drop pod into enemy territory and play PVE games with each other. We need their expertise to come help us. And, you know, it's silly stuff like that. But it's like, you know, it, it, that playing together, playing all these different, you know, all these different types of games. Yeah, sure. I'm, I'm upset. I don't. I can't play Final Fantasy 15 on uh, on an on an Xbox or I'm 16, not 15, 16. Um, on Xbox or PC. Yeah, sure. I'm upset, but like, I got Power World. I got Hell Divers. I got you know. I, I've been. I still play Halo Infinite. I make sure to get my uh the weekly challenge done every week. I've been working on the season passes still because they last forever. So there's no negative. Um. I don't want to play super competitive. There's firefight mode in it still that, you know, gives plenty of XP and whatnot. So you're like, I'm still enjoying the games I own that are Xbox, PC, you know, compatible, even if, you know, I don't have access to everything on PlayStation. Yeah, I played Final Fantasy VII Remake. I'm not going to be able to play Rebirth uh, out the gate, which sucks, but... I have other things to play. I'm not going to gripe over it. I'm definitely not going to buy a PlayStation 5. I'd rather buy a Series X before I buy a 5 at the moment, even if I don't really honestly play my Xbox all that terribly too much. But, like, we're, we are we are in a good spot right now, and there's so much coming out this year, I hope comes out this year, that, like, the the... the, the People are, you know, people being like, you know, Xbox fans on Suicide Watch because of, you know, the, that recent news. I know a lot of the, a lot of them were being over dramatic about it, but like, it, we are in such a good place right now, and I don't think there's any like reason to fret at the moment. So, I, I'm, I'm positive about it. Like, I, I think Microsoft could do better with their communication with us. But outside of that, with what we currently have and what we know is currently coming, I'm I'm positive. I, I don't see an issue with I'm I'm content with the economy, right? Uh, the gaming economy we're in. And it's just going to get better with more stuff that comes out this year, especially for Xbox. So. All right. All right. Well said points there, Dots. Uh, you know. Great to see you're you're sticking with the team. You're sticking with Xbox. That's awesome. Um, let's see. All right, Centurion. Let's round out the crew here. Uh, again, you've had to a uh, chance to uh, you know, listen to everybody's uh, thoughts, opinions, so on. Uh, please round out the group. Like, what are your uh, thoughts on this whole like again situation? And I guess you know what you know what, what what's your opinion on this really? I I still try to formulate words on this because, as I said in my video, and I'll say it here, mm -hmm. I could give a flying rat's ass. Like, for starters, uh, and I know there's probably going to be some people that are going to object to this, so hopefully I get all this out, but for starters, when it comes to the gaming media, they ain't your friends. They ain't here to, to tell you the truth. They're here to collect their fucking paychecks. I'm sorry, but if you really want to know what I would I let's just say right now, I do digital marketing for the place that I work for, and it is my job to get them clicks on their website and their their Facebook ads and their Google ads. What do you what do you what do you think the gaming media is there for? You think they're there to be your friend? No. They're there to write an article that's going to feed into your emotions 
to get you to click on it. Did you know something like I just saw an article the other day about Skull and Bones that I happen to read. Yeah, Forbes. You know what the funny part is? I couldn't even read the I couldn't even read the damn article. Mm. The ads literally were bleeding into the lettering. Literally, like it was like it was like, hey, check out this 30 second video about Skull and Bones and why it's a bad game. You couldn't even see the video because the advertisement was overlaid over it. There is so much advertising on these freaking websites that they are collecting dollars while you sit there and get incensed into your feelings about what you're reading. And that stuff is written to drive SEO, to get you to click on it, and to basically drive you to want to come back and get some more because these guys know how to play head games with you emotionally. I actually do not like the concept of leaking. I don't like the concept of rumors because like I said in my video, being a convicted individual, I have watched rumors and leaks destroy people. That's also led to very horrible disparaging um, takes on different uh, segments of people that deserve no that don't even deserve to have those kinds of rumors circulating about them just because they happen to be a certain demographic of individual. Same with uh, what's going on with uh, Xbox and PlayStation. Uh, looking at some of the, at least the analytics I love to read, is PlayStation has done an amazing job of blinding people. Like, like this is where I say we all I've heard the word identity so many times tonight, and it revolves around games. Let's take games out of the equation. Like, don't even bring one game that you play or enjoy to play or have seen into the conversation. Let's talk about the identities of Xbox and PlayStation outside of the IPs that they produce. Xbox, a brand that loves to be pro-consumer that actually takes consumers' purchases seriously. Their executives actually do make an attempt to actually have interaction with the consumers that they actually, that actually consume their products. Uh, interestingly enough, even though Xbox went to PC, I still don't play my games on a PC. We have discovered that even though, you know what, the, what everybody right now, if you wanna have the one machine that plays everything, PC. If it's not available, there's someone there to help you pirate it or create an emulator for it. Um, there is very nefarious ways to almost play anything you want on PC. We obviously don't see every gamer and their grandmother playing on PC. We do see a large percentage of people actually choosing to game on their consoles. The interesting part is about the PlayStation console is they have become price gouging. They and Xbox is deceptive. What are, like in my opinion, Xbox's tone has actually kind of remained the same. When everybody plays, we all win. They want to increase the areas that I could consume my games and play them, you know. And that's where uh, let's talk about PlayStation. Oh, we believe in generations, but we're gonna secretly release PlayStation. Uh, I mean, excuse me, we're gonna release Spider-Man, Miles Morales, and some other games on the PS4 without telling you because we would rather convince you that it's PS5 only. Um. What about the concept of, uh, oh, we're going to give you game upgrades for free. And then they tried to take that back and try to get people for Horizon Forbidden, uh, for Forbidden West 
and just all of a sudden they were like, oops, my bad. That's right. We did tell you we'd give it to you for free. Well, this will be the only one because we want to change our strategy. Oh, that's okay, PlayStation. Go ahead. Change your strategy. Uh, we don't want to go day and date with our subscription service. As a matter of fact, we want to raise the price of our subscription service. We want to take away features of our subscription service while we raise the price. Oh, by the way, we also want to make horrible horrible negotiated deals for our consumers that make it to where discovery can take back their purchases and we can also decide to start screwing around with Crunchyroll and basically making it extremely difficult for people to be able to consume uh animated material from the east um and that's where i have to laugh at like how physical media is being completely dissolved by a lot of people uh, a lot of retailers but Japanese, uh, Asian, uh, Japanimation, the anime sector really got its bread and butter and got into people's homes by physical releases. I mean, Dragon Ball Z, Vampire Hunter D, we could go all day long on how the only way to, for us to consume this stuff before streaming was to go out and find these physical discs that were extremely difficult to find. And for now, whatever reason, Sony wants to make it extremely difficult for streaming this stuff to become a pain in the ass. Now, the, you, if you take a look at the actual identities of the two brands, it becomes abundantly clear that one actually does want to push itself forward and also respect the audience that already is part of its ecosystem. Hence why... Phil Spencer said, we don't want to continually nickel and dime the consumers we already have. We would like to attract more. At this point, with what uh, PlayStation has done, they have to literally try new things. And yes, they are going to experiment releasing some titles on the PlayStation. And if they're a success, there is going to be more to come. And this is where I kind of like what Crusader said about... If they switch to Intel, machine learning, it's going to change the hardware game. And pretty soon, you would literally have a reason to 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 almost like contemplate which console do I want to purchase? Which technology appear, appeals to me more? Like, I really do feel that is like everybody wants to talk about like Xbox had all this stuff going in the, the 360 generation. Actually, there's a reason why PlayStation was able to catch up with them, even launching the console, uh, the PS3 late compared to the 360. That was Blu-ray. Xbox went with HD DVD. There was a major disparity between the two platforms when it came to a feature set that people were interested in. And everybody could see the writing on the wall that Blu-ray was far superior to, than HD DVD. So do I want a console that only plays games and has a failing DVD platform? Or do I want a console that can play games and is going to win out on the the disc wars between HD DVD and, and Blu-ray? The whole reason why I bought a PS3 was Blu-ray. Playing games was just kind of like the icing on the cake because Blu-ray for me was like the next best thing since sliced bread. I enjoyed seeing 1080p and not having to watch 480i and all this other stuff. Call me a, a picture junkie. But routing back to Xbox, I just really do feel that Xbox has themselves in a very good position. They have what they have the money to be able to experiment. They're not like PlayStation where the, like 50% of the company lives and dies on what happens to PlayStation. 
and Xbox has the ability to experiment and do some things that people might find a little bit unusual. Um, just kind of like the Xbox One, you know, oh my God, the idea of being able to tell my console to turn on and have a device in my home listening, it, it's so horrible. Hold on, let me go tell my Alexa device to go order more Tide Pods. Like, it, we look at what's commonplace today, Xbox has always been ahead of the curve. Uh, kind of like what Crusader said, sometimes to their own detriment. But Xbox, again, always has the money to weather the storm. Um, they also know how to pivot very quickly. So if by some chance these four games don't turn out, the, like right now, yeah, they're doing great. But is it really going to drive the needle? Because, like, look at God of War. God of War technically only appealed to about, what, 20-some percent of the entire PlayStation 4 community. We won't even bring PS5 into the equation. We'll just say PS4. And it was like 20% of the people that own PlayStations bought God of War. Like, does that really sound like a big success? That's an insane having... attach rate, by the way. 20%. Outside yeah. of Nintendo World, like, the, the, the average attach rate for any piece of software is only like 8%. Right, but twenty percent is not. But in my in my in my industry, twenty percent is horrible. Like I'm just saying, from a from a number standpoint, if we're looking at numbers, at like for us, it's more like, oh god, damn, like that didn't really drive the needle. Like it's kind of interesting that for PlayStation, the number one driving brand, the number one driving game for their console is got is Call of Duty. That's why we saw Jim Ryan act the way he did. Like, Call of Duty, that's a game that drives the needle. And we see Xbox totally understands that Call of Duty needs to remain multiplayer. I, I remember so many people like, Call of Duty needs to become exclusive. Well, they'll just completely destroy the Call of Duty brand. Like, that doesn't make I, sense. That, that I agree with you on that. You know, and that's where, I mean, like, it's interesting that, you know, I understand that there is people out there that want to somehow have games be the identity of a brand, but that's where we see how that's working out for PlayStation right now. PlayStation just gave Bungie an ultimatum that they have to somehow right the ship and quit hemorrhaging money and, and really show that their purchase of Bungie was worth it. Um, no, nothing like kind of like setting that tone over at Bungie, nothing like coming to work every single day, feeling like you're walking on eggshells and fire and coals, just like, oh my God, is this going to be the day that, you know, PlayStation executives come in here and really flip the entire company on its head and things totally change? Um, that's what now all of a sudden the people designing Marathon, are they going home sleeping at night? Or are they like staying up all night going like, dude, if Marathon does not work out, we are F-U-C-K'd. Like, look at Xbox though. I understand Xbox has had layoffs. I understand Microsoft has had layoffs, but it just feels like Xbox has Xbox Microsoft has a little bit more control of the situation when it comes to the layoffs. Like they understand that like I'm just saying layoffs are bad, but at the end of the day, I feel like Xbox is able to be a little bit more strategic and really able to what's the word I'm looking for here? not be as cold-hearted and just start laying off people large swathes of people like um embracer group where they I don't just know. Could... It, they did 1900 in one day like not, not, but that's where it comes down that's to a very nuanced people. situation there is like, it listen yeah. went on a hiring spree in the pandemic with or without the overlap 
That's I mean, so matter. did every studio, and that's why everyone's it's, laying people off. That, but it's exactly, still cold-hearted. But that's, but that's the only thing. That, that's where you should do a little better planning. Everybody seemed to yeah. like, oh, my God, pandemic money. Let's all cash in. And it's just like everybody got – like it's pretty screwed up that executives knew that the pandemic was not going to last forever and that a lot of people were going to be considered um, uh, expendable when at least certain companies – like you should have been a little bit more reserved. Xbox can't really help the fact that Blizzard did that. Um, I'm not going to say that what their decision was totally 100% a-okay. Well, remember, they, they laid not... off people within Xbox in that 1900, too. It wasn't just Blizzard. Oh, Blizzard was just the biggest one. Like, it's not like... I, I believe it's but... something like a total of 1,100 of that came from uh, Activision Blizzard, and 700 came from... Or 800 came from Xbox's other studios and ZeniMax. And you know what, though? It is what it is. It's just it, time. Times are becoming a little bit difficult for everybody, and you know, just because they're a trillion-dollar company, this is why everybody seems to think that this is a charity organization. Richard Hoag said it best: they are not able to act like a charity organization when you are a publicly traded entity and you have shareholders and stockholders. You actually are required by federal effing law to actually make sure that your stockholders hold priority over everything. Well, sure, but there are ways to do that without laying people off, such yeah. as completely reorganizing things and investing into more things so that you have a midterm strategy instead of just laying the people off for short to, for short term value gain. Like we legitimately have like interviews with Miyazaki over at uh, Promsoft coming out right now where they're like, how have you had released games so quickly with such success? And he's like, well, we retain our staff. <laughs> and, you know, so the argument can be made: Is our layoffs actually the fiduci the fiduciary? Like, are are you actually um, just in just laying people off? Are you withholding or uh, uh, not withholding? I can't think of words tonight. Are you upkeeping that uh, fiduciary uh, responsibility to your shareholders by laying people off just to get that short term uh, revenue balance, rather than actually doing something more serious to? change direction and actually invest better like hey look at that they're putting games on other platforms mm -hmm. sure look at that look at that I, that's why, that, that's why i said that it was to, a good move short, in general the, yeah i've been but, sitting here silently for a while but <laughs> that's where i'm just trying to say that you you know that they've only laid off 1900 people dude embracer group is laying off more than that and they are completely planning sure. to probably Dude, more than likely do more i know it's not the same xbox is trying xbox is at least trying to mitigate the casualties of this experience and they are trying to make decisions that not only nickel and dime me but also keep other people sitting at their desks and i mean I but we're over here screaming and crying that heaven forbid playstation gamers can play sea of thieves mm. mm-hmm yeah so, I mean, just to add on, like, the job losses, I mean, obviously, you know, the tech get, gets focused on a lot in recent years because of the amount of layoffs that have been going on. But, hell, even, like, you look at other industries, like uh, UPS, like, uh, they laid off oh, something dude. like 12, 13,000. Yeah, no, it's awful. Like, it's yeah. terrible. I'm not, again, I'm not trying to make excuses. I'm just saying that, like, 
it's I a was worldwide part of those layoffs. Yes, he was. Oh, really? You see, I didn't yeah. even know about that, or at least I didn't catch that. I'm sorry, man. <laughs> it's not a problem. Yeah, he, he's good. He's employed again. Uh, no, which is fantastic. Like, I'm, not I'm not championing for layoffs. That's what's sad about it. But at least Microsoft is trying to make an attempt to to like at least satiate their shareholders by laying off as many as many as little as people as possible and at the same time trying new strategies and directions for the brand to be able to satiate the shareholders so that way they don't demand more layoffs and there, there will be more layoffs throughout the layoffs. year yep yeah there well yeah we can already probably see the direction will. of stuff going but like yeah and that, but i'm just saying you know what it but nobody has a that's what i don't like about leaks and rumors nobody has a crystal ball nobody has all the information mm -hmm, except fair. for the people over at xbox now here's the say what if by some chance during this whole little slideshow that everybody decided to leak out or whatever you want to call it what if by some chance they were like hey we can lay off 1900 2000 people right now and change this direction and hopefully if it pans out we don't have to lay off another 10 15,000 people or if you'd like we'll just keep our stuff exclusive and we'll just lay off 10 10 15,000 people right now arguably you... that should have been said in the business update that we were told but we like, are not... like arguably if, if we're if we if we want to say that they are the good like, like that they're the company that's doing these great things and they communicate with us well that's something that they should be upfront about uh, guys that's right? blackmail like, that's emotional that that's that that why but why should i why do they need to tell me that dude i'm not over here with stock options i don't need a freaking report i mean i am here with stock mailbox. options i own microsoft yeah. me too. But <laughs> I'm just, I'm, I'm, like i am a shareholder but at that <laughs> but let's really look at it like i mean small shareholders versus big shareholders i'm just saying that why are we expecting microsoft to come out and tell me everything that's happening behind the scenes because I am so uber concerned about their bottom line, but it is completely okay for PlayStation right now to 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 do what they're doing to Bungie and other studios that they have already closed, like the developer of Concrete Genie, and like wh wh where's where's so PlayStation right now to kind of inform me about like hey by the way guys if by some chance Marathon doesn't work out we actually plan to shutter Bungie and we are going to figure out what to do with them because they failed us. Your your assumption that my my anger at Xbox's direction implies anything about how I feel about PlayStation is misplaced. For one, I think that PlayStation's making a ton of horrible mistakes. Right but now. I don't see people ready to... Th Dude, can, hey, uh, raise your Be hand if you saw somebody put a PS5 in the trash can. I, oh, I, wait, see, I can't. Hmm. I'm, you see, like... I'm not a person that did that, though. Like, like, the person that's on this podcast right now that's talking to you is not a person that did that. No, um, well, I'm just saying, like, I, I mean, like, dude, we saw people putting up their GameStop sure. receipts or selling Xboxes. Like, I mean, like, it is like somehow, I some, mean, like little golden badge of honor. Like, oh, I got rid of my Xbox. Yeah, you're absolutely right, uh, Centurion, on that. And, like, I do, like, it is kind of funny. I mean, like, people just having that sudden um, knee-jerk reaction, right, to... Uh, I I think one could be could argue that people are concerned because we've seen people exit the console industry before when they move third party like Sega. 
so people are really concerned about where like what's going to happen with all of the digital shit they bought like are are there going to is there going to be a new Xbox console for me to put stuff on and so people are more hyper concerned because they may not have a literal investment in stock in Microsoft but they have a huge investment in stuff that's hyper reliant on Microsoft doing things so still when it, I love how we're always wanting to compare okay so I love how people like to compare Game Pass to Netflix because Netflix actually is a completely different business model. Like you I cannot didn't say anything buy about that. One no, no, I know. <laughs> I'm just going with this thought. Mm -hmm. Is we always want to bring up Sega and Xbox. Well, did Sega have a digital storefront? Did Sega even have digital releases? Oh, no, that's right. They were, during the, they were during the generation. We don't of know that. Games. that. That's the exact the point. That's the point. Right. We know what happens when when someone leaves the console like business. Right. But we don't know how that would impact our digital libraries. That's the concern. That's but the fear. Already, we, there's but, but there's no the examples. Fear. But that's where you're hearing what you want to hear. That's why people just like want to get all up in arms. They just want to hear what they want to hear. And But Xbox has already said that they are trying to make their games work across different platforms. Their also, games, no but not their third party. They can't enforce anything with third party. If a third party doesn't want their game to be licensed anywhere else besides where you purchased it, it's not going to. That's why not everything's Play Anywhere. And so, like, you know, Microsoft's doing but great with Play Anywhere, and I can play my games on PC. That's where, with the consolidation of the industry, we've seen Xbox actually make really good um, um, partners with other players in the industry. And that's where, like, really, you, 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 dude, money drives everything. You think for one second they wouldn't want these games to be on the the ability for me to fire up my Samsung television and be able to play some of these games on my Samsung I mean, television? Microsoft's not hurting by any means right now. No, like, they're not. They're, it's just like they're it, doing it's just, really like there, there's but, too many unknowns and uncertainties. But actually, like, it's we're all making well hypotheticals having... here. But like, even I am. Pretty well, but that's the thing. Xbox knows that there is going to be a large, that there is going to be at least a few million people that are going to want to buy hardware. We know that Xbox is going all in with xCloud and game streaming. And the only way to fundamentally make game streaming work is through the development of hardware and integrating it into the Azure server blades. So that means we can take said hardware for xCloud and make a few consoles out of it that we know that um, that a couple million, a few million, 10, 15, 20 million people will continue buying these consoles, which means that it's guaranteed revenue that you can set your watch to. Well, so they take a loss on the consoles, though. So it's not guaranteed revenue. It's a guaranteed loss. You have to get people to spend on but, the well, store no, for them to be profitable. make the oh, console, though. But will they? Like, are you, are you really away, sure that it would be made at a loss? I mean, then really the sure price would go up tremendously. No, you no, know, actually, you just said it yourself a few weeks ago that Xbox would become a component-based console where you buy a I didn't base say console. That. I actually don't think that's going to be true. What? Without a I mean, never said that. Someone else said component-based. That that's not. To me, no, to me, component-based means you buy your digital console. If you have physical games, you go and buy the disc drive separately. They're okay. Trying, uh, yes. They're trying to they're trying to develop consoles like Nintendo for a profit. Whether it's making fifty to hundred bucks on a console, cool. But they're going to make ways of people being able to make that console work for them. If they want a damn disk drive, they have to go buy it separately, which will again create another profit margin for them because they are not gonna be 
I just think the days of creating consoles um, for a loss or a break-even point are probably going to go away. Well, Microsoft's the only one doing it. What? Microsoft is the only one doing it. PlayStation what? does not do it. They did it anymore. for the first six months of the PS5. It, and that anymore, was it. What, what, but that's what I mean. What used to be is no longer the status quo. What sure. Expo, what, what the game, that's where I'm just saying. The game industry is evolving. Like, it's consolidating. It's evolving. And one thing I've noticed about change is people go through change kicking and screaming because yeah. it, it's completely different. But the point mm -hmm. is, I have always said, as long as there's an Xbox library or an Xbox digital market for me to play my games, I'll be there. But same. At the same time, I will as but well. At the, but at the same time, the person I am, so that's where I'm not going to listen to leaks and rumors because of the problem is when I went through what I went through in the criminal justice system, I actually had a lawyer tell me to mm. not represent myself in the courtroom because I was going to fail. And if I believed him for five minutes, I would not be standing here this day actually able to say that the state of Arizona actually pled no contest mm. against me because I had all my ducks in a row. And that's where I don't listen to leaks and rumors because I had a college-trained, barred lawyer tell me to not attempt me to do what I did, and that I needed to spend ten, fifty—I mean, a thousand, fifteen hundred bucks for representation. When I was like, "Screw that!" And I stand here to this day able to prove him completely mm -hmm. wrong. And that's where I just—and that's where, I, in my mind. Yes, it would suck knowing that my digital marketplace mm. disappeared if that happened, but I love games, and that means it's just like going to be like, well, huh, that, that fucking sucks. Yeah. Oh, well, looks like I'm going to have to go find another digital marketplace because I'm going to continue playing games. And the thing is, sent too, like, Microsoft like and Xbox, they're usually on the forefront of things, as we were like kind of touching on earlier as well, and uh, they get harped on so, so much right. by the same media well, that you, you know, you are, you know, uh, pointing at, right? Well, right. And that's where it gets also kind of fun, on the forefront. Microsoft, with the purchase of Activision, is now on the forefront of every government regulatory body in the world. One of the reasons why they are wanting to put games on more platforms is because they're already be being accused of being a monopoly, especially by people who don't even understand the word monopoly. They think they played one board game and all of a sudden they understand a monopoly. But Microsoft is obviously trying to circumvent what basically has been now kind of like as them, everybody brings up, oh, look what they did with the Internet Explorer. They're a monopoly. So now Microsoft has to do what they have to do because we heard from Matt Booty. They want to buy more comp. They want to buy more companies. And the only way they're going to be able to get around regulators now, because they literally have a target on their forehead by every government regulator that seems to think they're a monopoly in gaming. And so they're going to basically now craft strategies and ways of being able to grow the Xbox Microsoft brand in gaming. And they have to choose strategies that are going to be unusual to us to somehow get world regulators to not have a valid argument in the courtroom. But speaking of world regulators, do we think for five New York seconds that world regulators would stand by and watch Xbox completely dissolve a digital marketplace? For starters, that would be a death blow to digital ownership. Like people who buy movies digitally, music digitally, like it, let's just say Apple and all these other markets that have digital purchasing as part of them, it would be in their best interest to make sure that Xbox never pulls the plug because that would completely tip the scales in people demanding that physical media comes back. 
And I also don't think that world regulators would allow a corporation as big as Microsoft to get away with doing something like that. I don't think they would either. I just don't think Xbox will close it. I just think that if there's no more hardware, eventually it'll just like slowly fade out because it's not being carried forward anymore. But you're saying like no more hardware, but we're seeing deals with Intel right now. So if we like to well, break uh, that's out a Microsoft wide deal, we speculated could impact Xbox. But no, but you actually, I love what you said about machine learning and stuff like that. We see Xbox actually on the forefront sure. with AI. I actually love machine learning because I'm a like I said earlier, I'm a digital picture junkie. Machine learning would be awesome. For, like I have seen machine learning used like so MGM does not want to bring Stargate SG-1 onto Blu-ray. So a company did it by using mm-hmm. machine learning and half-assed like interpolation and all this other like sciencey mm-hmm. stuff on basically filling in pixels. But the problem is because they didn't have the actual film to remaster and all this other stuff, they had to use machine learning and other techniques to up-res stuff. And yeah, it doesn't look as good as Blu-ray, but it's definitely better than 480i. But yeah. speaking Ooh, yeah. of Intel, we know Intel wants to use machine learning. I love how we want to yeah. talk about the hypothetical. What if by some chance Intel helps Xbox develop a chipset that can go into their partnerships with Samsung and other televisions? And that we're would not be gonna, cool. And that we're not going to so, see console gaming as, oh, I need to go buy a game console. Now, all of a sudden, we have a bigger determination of what freaking television do I want to buy because this one has the Xbox console chipset in it, and that means I'll be able to play my game. That games. would be really cool. That I'm would be saying, really like, cool. We don't know what would happen in 10 years from now, but we definitely have seen that Xbox has at least paved one path. It's not a guaranteed path, but we know that Xbox has a partnership with Samsung. We know Xbox has played around with having streaming devices because we've all seen the little keystone box that was floating around on Phil Spencer's shelf. We know that Microsoft is constantly trying to figure out ways to scale down their technology, and it would not shock me in the least bit 10 years from now if we saw an official Xbox-partnered Samsung television on the market that would basically give me the same experience as a Series X without having to have a Series X on my, on my shelf. That would be really cool, and that's something I have not actually thought about. Is, well, is, is, now, and that's the cool the, the now, problem with TVs is they don't normally have, like, the CPUs and stuff they have in them and their cooling and stuff like that. Like, you wouldn't be able to have it be thin and things like that. Like, like it would have to be, a, like, a wildly different kind of, like, how they ship the device. Um, yeah. But that would be really cool. Well, that is well, a we really also, cool hypothetical that I'm well, going to write also about know, tomorrow. We also know that TVs contain USB devices. Like, actually... Yeah. Because technically, if you have a Roku and you don't have a wall, like place to plug it in into the actual outlet, a lot of TVs actually have a USB uh, yeah, connection USB. for you to be able to power yep. a USB streaming device. And it would not be totally shocking if, by some chance, people are like, "Oh, if you got physical media, that's okay too," because you, you can, can plug, plug a USB you, in. You can plug your mm-hmm. USB disc drive the, into the TV, and then boom, there you go, Xbox, the, because it's an Xbox chipset. The complicated part of that would be the form factor and cooling. Um, 
but that would be real. That's a really, really, cool. really cool concept. And like, that's why I actually, I, I, you bring that up, and like, I actually think that that is more in line with like what the technological leap is going to be. I actually don't. When she says technology, the the largest technological leap, I actually think it's going to be more about like what the technology is versus what it can do. That's why I've thought that it's going to be a, a handheld and a console skew together. But like a handheld skew, a console skew, one that's built into a TV skew, like that that that's the kind of shit I think that that uh, Sarah Bond's talking about exactly what you're thinking of here. And that's where, like, the funny part is when it comes to actual, like you say, cooling, let's look at the Series X and the PlayStation 5. Xbox is ahead of the curve when it comes to cooling because they obviously have the, the vapor chamber inside it. They've mm -hmm. split the motherboard. They've done things that are completely out of the box when it comes to console design to be able to cool that monster and we've seen like the first iteration of the playstation 5 had enough metal in it to build a transformer because they were just I, they, yeah. they dude like they were trying to simulate a vapor chamber without really creating a vapor chamber and that's where i'm just saying if anybody could feel to could figure out the form factor and the cooling mechanics oh yeah no 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 no, no guys no. over it, at like, microsoft it, it, yeah like, like i absolutely agree with that it would just be like it would be like something tough to tackle right like like it's it, it's not a it, it's not a straight up it can it can just be done like but that is such a cool concept like the console built into the tv well, well, and, um, well, look at look at the chip that actually made the Xbox One X, the Xbox One X. It was some guy. It was a guy, It was a Microsoft engineer that figured out how to make a chip. All of a sudden, like a, a chip on steroids, and they were worried about how to like how do we cool this thing? And then all of a sudden, somebody's like vapor chamber. Yeah. And then it like it like the rest is history. Xbox took that power crown and never let it go. Yeah. Um. I don't know. My my concerns just come from uh, them just not addressing the uncertainty. If that makes sense, like I I get that, and that's where at the same time though I've just spent I just... so much money, you know. Mm -hmm. oh, I I've that. spent so much money that like to not be concerned feels irresponsible on my part. Um, mm -hmm. oh, I've got I've got four, almost five hundred games in my library. Don't yeah. get me wrong, I'd be pissed, but at, at the same time, I mean, I've just. I've had things happen in my life that's where it's like, well, that sucks. I mean, it, 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 I just, I just feel like it would not. I just, it would shock me that if numerous industries would allow Xbox to do something like that, yeah, just because of like there is a lot of industries right now that hinge on digital, digital ownership working, and right. that, and that's where like um like we even saw digital ownership go as far as like with nfts when people were trying to own pictures and that's when people were like all right this is getting stupid but yeah i, I just really don't feel that like it would totally it would unwind years and years and years of building consumer confidence into digital market mark uh digital marketplaces i guess that it, it comes down to a difference in how you and i approach uncertainty you 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 you're you're unfazed by it. Me, I'd rather be loud unnecessarily. I'd rather be overly concerned, loud, and make my continually put my point out there, so that eventually they someone has to come out and address the 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 man mm -hmm. that's yelling too loud and being annoying, even but if it's just like, um, even if it's just hey, shut the fuck up, you'll be fine, <laughs> like. And I, I just don't think that they've done that well enough here. Um, and so I'm going to continue to be loud until I, I feel that they've uh, 
I just don't want people to become so loud and unprofessional that it makes the argument completely invalid because people are just annoyed by it at that point. So at that point, sure. like, the argument becomes tone deaf. deaf sure, that, and that's very really fair. Hear it. But also at the same time, I don't want to see Microsoft executives pull back and be like, we don't want to talk to anybody anymore. Sure. Because like, I think that's I mean, already, I think, well, I think we've sailed that boat though. That, that, that's, that's mostly gone. Um, I think people like Tim and the way they reacted has sailed that boat for us. And that's um, and that's mm. the other thing too. Like, I mean, because that's the other concern that I have, or just like, dude, what if executives decided to just be like, hey, let's see what happens if we spread some like mistruths and see who decides to like spread them everywhere. And at that's that point, that's the thing that happens. By the way, that, that is the thing that they do. And that's where I just kind of like, ooh, that that like that's why, like, dude, I, I'm gonna be right now. If if Microsoft had enough gall to honor somebody like me with enough information to be like, yo, um, we're actually going to stop doing day and date on game pass on this date. I still don't think I would want to spread that information purely because I would have that thing in the back of my mind. Like what if they told me a lie? Right. You know? And that's why I'm just like, Oh no, I want to, I want to be the guy that at least Xbox can talk to. Not that I'm over here sure. like a fanboy, but I mm -hmm. mean like, in my industry, I'm told stuff all the time. Like I knew, I, I knew thing. I know things about my industry that some of the people that I buy products from have no idea. Like I know more about like one of the people that come to mind in my industry. I buy products from this guy every single day, and I know more about what's happening behind the scenes of his own job than he does. I'm actually having to educate him on the changes his company is uh, is having because his company is not communicating anything to him at all. And he works for him. But because I know how to poke enough bears in the industry, I get people to tell me things. And that's where I just like kind of like, yo, man, like things like you're going to be on this system within this many months and blah, blah, blah. And that's where I just kind of like I don't go like buck wild and start like spreading rumors and stuff. Yeah, I, I think it, it comes down to a lot of people kind of want less flowery words and more direct answers. That's one thing Phil has always struggled with. Phil is always out there and is willing to address rumors and talk about stuff, but he always talks in such a weird flowery kind of unclear way where messages can be taken a couple different directions. And I really think that they need to work on that, where, like, they're willing to talk to us, but they need to learn how to say things clearer. See, that's mm -hmm. where I'm like, is Phil Spencer doing that deliberately, or is that what is being asked? No, I think, that's, I think that's how he is, because it's how he is in every interview, even when stuff, even when questions aren't important, right? So, from me and Invader's experience, because we've actually had the the honor of being able to inv uh, interview Microsoft executives from Xbox, mm -hmm. I've also been able to interview a um, uh, one of the marketing guys over at Xbox on a completely different podcast, and they even made kind of like a comment that there is somebody from the Microsoft PR team listening to our podcast yes. at that yes. very moment, and they're listening to That's every correct. word that comes yeah. out of their mouth. And if by some chance they say one wrong thing, they're going to hear about it. Yeah, mm -hmm. no, and it's, it, I don't think it's that Phil says things wrong, right? It's not like Phil is saying too much. I, and I don't think I, necessarily Phil needs to say more. I think he needs, needs to be more concise. 
-hmm. in how he says things so that there isn't misinterpretation because that's actually what the PR people would want to stop. You know what I mean? Like that, like they, they don't want this misinterpretation out there. Right. And so like when, when Phil says like, we don't want PlayStation or Nintendo people to think that like X, Y, and Z game is coming. They should have done a better job of actually. We're seeing the same being more concise taking place right now with PlayStation that's, saying, "Oh, that's, all our our games are coming to PC and and other platforms." Exactly, exactly. And, and now I, I all of a sudden, said, everybody wants to like misinterpret the word "other platforms." I and that's I, where I, I said like, the same thing. I said the same thing. Sent that PlayStation's having the same problem right now with their new COO. Same thing. You're absolutely right. I just mm. don't think either company is willing to set anything in stone right now. Because yep. for everybody right now, we all, like Grimes said it right earlier, that there is a ton of volatility right now in yep. the gaming industry as a whole. And I'm pretty sure none of these executives mm -hmm. want to set anything in stone because they just have no idea what's going to happen probably in even the next five years. I, I think there was some better ways for Xbox to simply just not comment on things rather than try to comment on things. Like when when Tom Warren asked them, like, is there any chance for Starfield or um, or uh, Indiana Jones to come in the future? I legitimately think he should have said, we don't have a comment on that at this time instead of the what he said. No, that'd be um, and, and, and that's where we also get into what happened a few weeks ago is, oh my god, Xbox is not saying anything. Now the argument is they're not saying enough. Damned if you do, damned yeah, if you don't. Yeah, sometimes they can't win, that's the thing, too. That, well, and, like, I don't think there was a winning in this situation, right? I really, I, I, I don't. Um, I, I think that there were outcomes where it was better, right? And mm -hmm. it, it, based on the, 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 the Xbox Wire post was almost more concise than the podcast was. Right, yeah. Like, like the one that came out after um, the Nintendo Direct was almost more concise. Like like the pre-written one that was probably the original plan was more concise than like what the three executives said in the podcast. And I think that's the ultimate problem is that the, they just didn't communicate well. Mm -hmm. I prefer that over the, the Nintendo approach, which is... I also prefer that Nintendo, over the Nintendo approach. The last moment. <laughs> the, well, Nintendo just... Nintendo just... They're they, different. <laughs> they just yeah. they just do things, right? They yeah. just do things, and they don't care, and they right. just do well, it. That's where, when it comes and they'll to tell like, you, they'll straight tell you to fuck off, right? Right. And <laughs> what Xbox did with the the business update, I I, I actually like the fact that Matt Booty, Sarah Bond, and Phil Spencer came there, and that they were essentially know. trying to talk as if I was in the room, instead of like like when we in the past with Jim Ryan coming on the screen acting like he's Bob Barker on The Price is Right, telling me about what I'm going to love mm. and that what I'm going to enjoy. And I'm just like, yo, man, just mm. because you tell me I'm going to love and enjoy it doesn't mean anything. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's true. I, I think they, they also just didn't, like... They, they should have had something to say to, like, the long-term Xbox customers and just to kind of did something. I don't know, because it, it felt like... And I think someone put it well somewhere else that like it felt like we're not good and you're not good enough for us and we're leaving you kind of <laughs> but we're not leaving you but we're, we're like it's like we got friend zoned almost right <laughs> where they're not leaving us but and, and, and see that's where we bring in the idea of interpretation because yeah. for me what I got from it 
was I have enough respect for you where I'm not going to continuously attack your wallet like other brands. Sure. Mm-hmm. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That that's that's very fair. That is very that is a very fair take. Yeah. Um uh it it just came off so strange. Mhm. Sent any other uh, comments before uh, we move on to the outro? No, I know this is this has turned into a, like I know it's, <laughs> it's like, like, 12 like we're going three hours. <laughs> I know it's going three hours deep. So, <laughs> oh no, I just I really appreciated uh, both of your commentary. That was like a really interesting. I, I love when Set and I go back and forth. I feel like good conversations happen. Oh no, 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 they are no, no, no. This the the entire conversation. Like I'm talking about like the past well two and a half three hours has been very very good i think personally um but uh, okay all right guys i think uh, that about does it for this one as we're all uh, kind of going to sleep at least the guys who are uh, close to midnight <laughs> um guys solid chat tonight surrounding the xbox business uh, update event i feel like again we brought a a sane discussion to this as everyone has just been kind of going on off in like all kinds of different directions on the matter so i'm glad we're able to have like a very you know calm rational discussion about it just uh, really wild takes the past uh, couple of weeks again a huge thanks to all of you that joined us tonight greatly appreciate it. as always if you enjoyed our chat tonight then please consider leaving a like sharing out the show and of course hey subbing to the channel love to have you here Next over to the outro, starting with Grimes. Grimes, uh, good stuff tonight. Leading us off, where can everybody find you? Yeah, great chat as always. You can find me on uh, Twitter at Fake Mayhem OG. Nice, nice. Uh, next, I'll go on to Shockley. Eric Pal, hey, really good uh, conversation tonight. Loved what you said as well. Where can everybody find you? Shockley? Can't hear you, pal. Maybe you went to sleep. <laughs> uh, Alright, next I'll go to Dots. Dots, pal. Good stuff. Where can everybody find you? Yeah, no, you can find me on Dots RTS on Twitter and on Xbox. And, yeah, no, another good Sunday night. Uh, You know, a lot to catch up on uh, since last week, but, you know, we we make do, uh. But yeah, no, I'm I'm looking forward to the to the rest of the year. I I know there's a lot of good stuff coming. So like once again, staying positive on this side. Mm-hmm. No, for sure, for sure. Moving on to the general in the house, General MLD. Hey, really good stuff tonight as well. Where can all these fine people follow you at? Yeah, you guys can find me at MLD Ghost on X Twitter and Gamer Tag Ghost MLD. Yep. Good, good show. Looking forward to the next one. Indeed, indeed. Next over to the Crusader. Where can everybody find you, pal? Yeah, you can find me on all social media platforms. Uh, Crusader three four five six is the username on all of them. Uh, same with Xbox and PlayStation. Don't add me on Discord. I, I've, I've always forget to say that. I remembered tonight. I don't um, accept unsolicited uh, invites on Discord, but every other platform I do. Um, yeah, and shows like tonight almost make me want to do a like. Uh, if only the, the the show name Crossfire wasn't taken, and we could use it for something <laughs> better. But I almost want to like. I would love to do like a like a one on one Crossfire with with Century and its show. I think that would be great. I think it'd be so much fun. The, you see, I, in my head, I call you guys the tag team. You know, the tag <laughs> team. I like. 
I, I almost see us going back and forth like the you remember you know like the Tom and Jerry cartoons where yes. like there's there's the good mouse and the bad mouse <laughs> on on the, I feel like which one of us is which changes week to week and like <laughs> like, like that that's it's it's so fun. It I, is. I feel like that would be such a fun. I actually sent you a message about it sent. I think, I think you would be really good at it sent. Oh, like like, like yeah. hosting something like that, like a one on one, go back and forth. I think that would be fun. Hmm, that's actually an interesting. I'll have to keep that in mind. Okay. I think that would be really fun. That's actually an interesting thought. All right, you guys definitely discuss that. That's interesting. Uh, speaking of whom, Centurion. Hey, again, uh, great way to end. Uh, again, I thought you had some really awesome uh, thoughts, discussions, especially on technology too. Great stuff. Where can everybody find you? uh yeah great it was a great conversation guys definitely had a lot of fun listening to everybody tonight and interacting uh for those interested in me and the content i make please find me at centurion 1307 on youtube you can also find me on twitter x whatever the hell you want to call it It'll always be twitter to me and uh, you can also find me on xbox live i'm always floating around there playing games i know i'm offline a lot but that's just because i sometimes just work way too much and just like i i will say it i'm up to the wee hours of the night so i try to avoid keeping my wife up with party chat because it gets hmm. pretty rowdy in here when we have party chats open mm -hmm. no understandable all right and to round out the crew you guys can uh, find me invader on youtube at invader gaming i recently put out a review for uh the boomer shooter for gimme father for uh, xbox consoles please check that one out also been doing some guides for, uh, or starting to do some guides for uh, RoboCop or Oak City. And, uh, yeah, uh, doing some uh, bulk gun stuff as well. Got that in the mix. But, yeah, guys, again, good stuff tonight. And we will see you all back here for the next one. Later, everyone.